welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. I'm Kevin Clark. This is Travis. Hi, it's me, Matt. We're all here. Oh, yes. <sighs> Beautiful Seattle. It. It's raining again. Finally. It Love is it. raining again. After the Scarch trials, <laughs> we're finally back uh, Finally back at the miserable piss. Yeah, back to the regular Hunger, hunger Games. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving it right now. Give it a couple months, and I'm going to totally flip. Like, bring back that 109-degree broiling weather. Oh, man. I'm going into that next week. I'm going to Austin for 10 days. It's going to be like 100 degrees down there. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, And I'm going to get COVID. Are they going to kick you out because you're too weird for they, Austin they Lynch? Just, they give it to you? They yeah, just they give, give it to you. Well, in he, around, the airport. He, around here, everybody is like, you got to show your vax card to get into like a bar or a gym. But in Texas, it's like yeah. you have to get COVID to go <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Yeah, and you have to show the card that says you have, <laughs> you COVID. have COVID. You have a positive they COVID have, They test. have one of those swabs, but it just has COVID has on it. COVID and they on cram it. it into your no- nasal cavity. They stick it right up your asshole. <laughs> they, just, they just swab <laughs> it in there and go, all right, you got COVID. Go ahead. COVID's Q-tip suppository. They run the Q-tip along the rim of your asshole, and it makes one of the noise that it no it's like well it makes it sound like when you yeah when you run your finger on a champagne glass <laughs> they gotta lick it first and then welcome to texas uh, i love gotta, that you gotta I love that it. sound Don't mess with texas i love that sound that means we just welcome someone to texas <laughs> enjoy y'all's covid <laughs> you gotta do it too or they'll Yeehaw. put out a uh, ten thousand dollar bounty on you yeah they do that and uh, some anyone can shoot you because mm-hmm. you could just have a gun and that's it you could just go get one you now you just have guns there now like you can just carry right you don't need to have like a license nope. or any training or a nope. permit you just get one on top of all the other uh, uh batshit bullshit right. that's going on in texas that also that's happens. a new isn't it isn't it also that like okay so like the law says that if you're like a convicted felon you can't have a gun but they don't. They're not allowed to background check you. Yes, isn't that it? Yes, it's amazing. Jesus Almost certainly. Christ. It's and like t- these convicted felons are on the honor system. The one thing that we all love about it. Well, and if two you know, people, sh- and if a person shoots another person, the person w- w- who shot the person wins the case because he's the one with the gun and he's better. Right. But if two people with a gun shoot each other, then it's complicated and you have to weigh the guns, <laughs> and the heavier gun wins the case. Right. But if they're both dead, it doesn't matter. If they're both dead, who cares? We don't need to go to court. But or, or if it's no, just we need to decide who to build a statue of. The gun. The, and then we build a statue of the gun. <laughs> Let's put a statue of a gun up in Texas. I think the I think that like liberals would enjoy the irony and then the conservatives wouldn't get it at all and would just like a gun statue. Guns. Sure. You know what's piss, you know what's pissed me off lately is that uh the like yesterday there I saw two fucking ads for like conservative uh politicians that were like with explosions and shit that, that one dude who blows up a explosion in the background and then marjorie taylor green had one where she shot a she car. shoots a prius with a 50 caliber yeah, with uh, like rifle. one of those viper guns from robocop uh, or whatever oh, yeah. but like but like, it pisses me off because guns 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 it pisses me yeah. off because all three of us love ex- shit blowing up more than those fucking assholes yeah. do yeah so and yeah that's like they're i just mean you know right no i hear you you know what i, I mean marjorie it's taylor green they can't, they can't fucking have explosions too right. they can't have fucking cars blowing up well she's also doesn't she like what the fuck isn't it like a prius that she's blowing up because she's like i'm taking aim at the green new yeah, and deal it has, it has socialism you, environment right. and yeah, honest- the prius has socialism written on it <laughs> honestly <laughs> it totally does and honestly it's like it's like you know it's like ridiculous and scary and and goofy but it's also scary because it's like this lady is essentially telling her people right to, to shoot stuff let's go go back to washington and do the thing you did before but make sure and shoot a bunch of people this time yeah yeah, yeah. like oh, that was because sure. that's like the, that's they like had, in their minds they're a rally over the weekend and yeah. nobody showed up <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's good. That's always a good. That's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, it was like they really, It was like justice for January sixth or whatever. They're right. like they're calling the people who got arrested political prisoners. Jesus. It's like three hundred people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> they can't get. Uh, they can't put butts in the seats without Trump. Like they just really like Trump. That must be it. That's the. That's the whole thing. They mm. should get David Mamet. I'll get David. Yeah, David Mamet will to be. Do what? We'll lead, we'll oh. lead your, those people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he probably. I'm sure he likes guns. I've too. seen. I, look, I, you know, I've seen. I've seen interviews with David Mamet before, and he is I, not to like not to toot Trump's horn or anything, but he is no Donald Trump. <laughs> he is. He is not a. He is not a. Trump has a certain type. I, I think Trump is a, you know an idiot, but he has a certain type of charisma, whereas David Mamet uh, does not. There was not not to just go immediately immediately go back to David Mamet. Uh, <laughs> not on. The, uh, this is the not that episode, but there is a bonus on the House of Games uh, yeah. DVD where it's like behind the scenes with David Mamet from the time it's from like, like uh, 87 oh yeah contemporary old yeah. old video of him just kind of like while he's making the movie. I kind of like that. It's a good. It's but it is the most boring thing. Oh yeah, in the I know, history of the boring. world, and it's just you want to hear David Mamet talk about like poker for yeah. a f- inexplicably long period of time. Yeah, it's very dry. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, actually, they should get David Mamet because maybe that would just bore them all into going home. And like, <laughs> oh, jeez, oh. okay. Let's I feel vaguely condescended to. I'm just gonna leave. I guess I'm gonna go. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know what he's even saying. All this stuff he's saying is weird. <laughs> don't understand any of this dialogue. Just say something racist. Counting Come on. Sh- sheep. Count him. What is he talking about? I'm going <laughs> that, home. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make Let's any face it. That sense. does not make sense. The ant pissing on cotton, I get, but it's still it's a weird thing d- to say. It's awkward and clunky, but it makes sense. <laughs> sheep count him. That like what is the? It's not a one to one comparison. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm going back to my compound, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. <laughs> well, well, you know. I mean. Mm. You know, ah. Or or they're gonna change their ways. How do you like that better? Okay. That they're gonna go. That these people that have these <laughs> shitty beliefs are gonna go home. And you know what? I've decided to not feel that way. It's a happy not ending to, to the Kevin story. I it was it was I an like unsuccessful that. sequel to an, a a previous rally, much like the sequels <laughs> that we are going to discuss hey, on this show today. Whoa whoa whoa! whoa. Three turkeys. <laughs> three turkeys. That's that's nine strikes in a row. <laughs> I know it's a fucking great score. Three turkeys. Six, six my, foot my mouth. Turkeys. My mouth is watering. I always wanted six foot turkeys I've to never, be the bowling team that I start. That's a great name for a bowling team. Yeah. Oh man, I've never gotten three six foot turkeys. It's from Jurassic Park. He's like, uh, oh what the, yeah, it's what the kid yeah. calls the Velociraptor. He looks like a six foot turkey. And and he's mean to him. <laughs> and wait, had, where did we land on that? That he's too mean to him? Because I think he's just mean enough to that kid. Because no, I I, I agree that, that the kid sucks. deserved it. In fact, I believe I I believe I accused the kid of. <laughs> of I said Sam Neil doesn't come to the seventh grade and slap <laughs> the dick out of that kid's mouth. Well, hey, uh, while while we're talking about it, real quick, if you uh, want to listen to all our thoughts on Jurassic Park, sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, there's yes, a pa- please. The Patreon. Yeah, we did a whole episode about it. Anyway, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about some. We're talking about some sequels yeah. to movies we've well, two movies we've already covered, but. But th- sequels from the yes. uh, from and, and one movie that we inexplicably haven't covered. Yeah, but we're doing we, the sequel first. <laughs> leave, yeah. it, leave it to the suspense is killing us podcast to do fucking U.S. Marshals before the fugitive. Yep. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we're doing yeah we're doing 1998's we U.S. Mar- U.S. Marshals. Yeah. Along, along came a spider from 2001, which was the sequel to Kiss the Girls, but is based on a book that came out before Kiss the Girls. Mm. 
And uh, Basic Instinct 2. Basically, it stinks too. Colon <laughs> Risk Addiction. Yes. From 2006. And I, and I noticed, uh, just sort of going through the information for uh, Basic Instinct 2, they did, uh, when it won its Razzie for whatever the fuck it won for, they pre- presented it to Basically, It Stinks too. <laughs> the, the Razzies ripped off the Mad Magazine. Really? Yeah, title of it. If you, uh, Jesus Christ! When I was watching, <laughs> fucking Razzies, the Razzies are so much worse than Basic Instinct too. <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. I was watching that Showgirls but... documentary when we did the Showgirls Patreon, and there's footage of like protesters for Basic Instinct, and oh, they yeah. have that sign. They're they're picketing with that sign. Basically, that basically, it basically, it stinks. Yeah. Great. Bill Hicks had a classic uh, bit against uh, Basic Instinct. Piece of shit. Really? Take, yeah. He's, he, cause, he's, he's like wrong. People, well, he, uh, he, he was wrong about Basic Instinct in particular, but he, he did have a good point where uh, it kind of, I suppose, in general, if you think about it, where people were like, Bas- people are saying Basic Instinct has too much sex, too much violence. Ah, 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 you're saying the wrong thing. It's a piece of shit. Who cares? <laughs> Which I, I wouldn't say about Basic Instinct, but you could say about a lot of stuff that people get in a tizzy about. Sure, sure. Like, yeah. what, are you, what are you going on about this and that about? It fucking sucks. Who cares? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Drop it. That's yeah. That's a, that's a good Robert. argument for a lot of stuff these days. Robert. Uh, but there was no good argument for them to make U.S. Marshals. Is that what we're starting with? And that's the first one oh, yeah. chronologically. Yeah, baby. One of the most aggressively unexciting movies ever made. Long too. Still got one prisoner unaccounted for. Mark Roberts. A daring escape. A cross-country manhunt. No one had seen anything like it. I have. All right, gentlemen, we're going to divide up and search every house, hospital, hotel, back road, and backwater for Mr. Mark J. Roberts. For Sam Girard and his team of U.S. Marshals. You ever make a fugitive arrest before? Yeah, but how about you? Nothing is what it seems. i got to find out who the hell Mark Roberts really is. Ex-U.S. Marines, Special Forces, ex-CIA, Black Ops. All right, heads up. No one can be trusted. I got set up from the word go. This is a ruthless killer who committed murder in cold blood. Because this time, the fugitive they're chasing... Give me a hand. I'd like to listen to you explain why your ruthless assassin keeps going out of his way to let people live. ...is a government spy who knows too much. You're the great Sam Gerard. Yes, I am. And you always have to win. Yes, I do. Very long. Somehow over two hours long. And also, like, just tends to magnify a lot of the problems I have with the original Fugitive. A film that Travis and I both like to varying degrees. But I I generally can't stand it. Uh, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, it spawned my f- my all time favorite uh, internet video, which is uh, from uh, oh, the clickhole video of of all the times that Harrison Ford says Harrison Ford in the Fugitive. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It is the funniest fucking thing ever. I don't I, think I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's just him. Holy it's just shit. clips from the the fugitive, and he's walking. It like just it's just him going like instead of saying the line from the fugitive, he's just for whatever it was, he's just saying Harrison Ford. Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. There's a part where there's a they're part not where even he, trying to do like an impression of his voice either. It's just Harrison a guy, guy's like sounds like this. Harrison. There's Ford. There's a part where he runs into somebody <laughs> on the stairs and turns around to like say excuse me. He says Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. I don't want to spoil if you, I don't want to spoil the ending of that of that very short video for anybody who hasn't seen it. But so just watch it. It's got a great it's got a great capper. <laughs> uh, but uh, the fugitive also spawned this movie that we're going to talk about. Yeah, they US obviously Marshals. weren't going to get back 
Harrison Ford, and who really wants to hear the continuing story of Dr. Richard Kimball? Well, Presumably, he just goes back to being a doctor again. Yeah, that would be a weird... And a grieving, and a grieving widower. And a grieving yeah. widower, yeah. Maybe he can he can now focus all of his time on being sad that his fucking wife is dead. Yeah. It would, it would his be, beloved wife. It he would can be grow weird. back that ridiculous beard. Yeah, his uh, rich guy beard. Yeah. I was uh, reading some review. It might have been Roger Ebert's review of this, and it wasn't like he wasn't saying like Harrison Ford should have come back, but it was like they didn't get Harrison Ford back for it, or and I'm just like, why would you get Har- why would you get Harrison Ford? Like his story ended in the first movie where he like is no longer Frank, a fugitive. Frank Gerard's like spoiler alert for the fugitive at the end of the movie that ca- that character story right. ends. Frank Gerard's like, I need your help. I need yeah, your help, right? Richard Kimball. I mean, that, another guy. You got You got to know that they have, thought about sequels that. Sequels have oh, done yeah. that before, and so I think it, that's probably why people thought like, I guess they'll bring him back too what if it was another surgeon that was but this time he was a bad guy and kimball need er, and, and gerard yeah, right. needed kimball's like knowledge of being I a surgeon i would have had gerard get accused of a crime and have him go on the run i can't believe and then, he, that and, uh, and then harrison ford helps him <laughs> well okay in in the, <laughs> in, the, in, the oh. in the version where they get harrison ford back yes but in the just in the general oh, sequel idea for the fugitive that's the that's the gag is Gerard has to go on the run. Ooh, and they call it the Fugitive 2, T-O-O. Right. Because, like, now he's also the Fugitive. <laughs> and there's a picture of him shrugging on the... Uh, and Harrison Ford's, like, kind of popping up behind him, holding a holding a syringe or something. You know, but, know some doctor both thing. The version where they get Harrison Ford back is great, but Matt's right. Like, that's exactly what you do. Uh, is instead, like, they is just flip it, and they instead, just made this shitty procedural about... I would, I would actually really like to see that, the guy who, like... Yeah. knows all that this, actually knows how their knows how the other side operates and he's like yeah. real he's using those skills for a different sort of thing yeah. and instead they do a retread of the fugitive where it's mm-hmm. another guy who's not who's innocent yes uh, yep. and is the good guy that he's still got to well, find. The only thing that's, that that doesn't work about my idea is that if you watch both of these movies, it's quite obvious that Tommy Lee Jones' character doesn't know how to do his job. <laughs> I'm bad very, at my job. He's very bad at his job. But uh, I but don't know how one, I became in charge. But the, at one point, uh, there's, he shows up at a scene, and there's another guy in charge, and he's ta- he's even worse yes. than Gerard, and Gerard's like, you're not good at making fugitive speeches. I'll do the fugitive speech. Thank you very much. <laughs> yep. There's the also guys, the guys, more like, check, uh, check every car and looking um houses. I don't know. Look over there. Uh, shit. I'm. I don't. Can you? Uh, shit. Uh, that uh, dude. That dude literally says because uh, he can't think of the word for perimeter. Like create a perimeter around, around the survivors. The survivors a perimeter, perimeter create. create. <laughs> but uh, he can't think of the word perimeter. He's like make a circle thingy. Yeah. Frank Dredge's like, oh my god. Give me that. Give me that microphone. Gerard has this amazing penchant in both movies for for. Uh, creating elaborate scenarios in order to catch somebody that that make no sense and end up getting his people shot and or killed. <laughs> his people, his people do get shot a lot, and, and they like idolize him. Well, and I don't think it's because they think he's so awesome. I think it's because I think it's because Sam Gerard demands it. Like he yeah. insists on nothing but fealty. He probably makes them take a blood oath when they come into the office. There's that part in the end of U.S. Marshals where like shit's hitting the fan, and Joey Pants is like. You know this is really not a good idea, Sam Gerard, and he's like, I don't care. I'm in, I'm in charge. I don't I don't lose. I don't care. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but then he learns the error of his ways and uh, does sure. good stuff at the end or whatever. Yeah. And then his friends with the the fugitive. Anyway, I don't want to harp on that too much because it's a, it's more of a fugitive problem than it is a U.S. Marshals problem. This one is just a fucking diabolically boring movie. I thought it was. Fu- I, I think it's just uh, straight up in the middle of all this with with all the stuff that we've covered. I don't think it's any worse or better than any of this. Like no, right up in no, right but it's up so in there. dull. It's I like really the, dull. I, think I like the first half. 
Really? Chicken, the chicken suit yeah. part's great. The chicken suit. I mean, it, it opens pretty strong. I mean, the first thing that you see is Wesley Snipes' character getting situated, and he's like a tow truck driver, and he gets into a car accident, mm-hmm. and then they find a gun in there, and then he just. Well, the first thing you see, you don't know the, anything the, about him. The camera footage of the of the murder. Oh yeah, that is a particularly boring way to start, to start a movie. It's like it's With like this kind uh, of like edited this like edited together footage of over of the opening like credits. Cruddy stuff. of cruddy looking video uh, footage. The uh, the chicken suit thing is funny and that scene is whatever it is, but I was reading uh, Ebert's review and he points out that like all that shit there's like 15 or 20 minutes at the beginning of the movie is just there to get Wesley Snipes and Tommy Lee Jones on the same plane. Yes. And it's totally unnecessary. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's why I was sort of, like, so checked out. Because it's like, you don't need, you don't even need to know why Wesley Snipes is on the plane. But, you know, you don't need all, I mean, you could have that scene, but you don't need, you certainly don't need a whole scene where Tommy Lee Jones arrests some guys because you know <laughs> from the first movie that he's a fucking cop. Right. Yeah. And so, like, you could just why, start on why, the plane. Why, is, why is he on the plane? Because he's a why is why is this guy on the plane? Because he's a cop. We know from that's the whole point. He's a U.S. marshal. But if we didn't get that early stuff, we wouldn't get Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit. Uh, uh, sure, busting hacksaw Jim hacksaw Jim Duncan. Yeah, <laughs> it's you could just start it on the plane. Furthermore, yeah. there's no reason for Jones to be on the plane. You don't need that either. No. It's just okay. The plane crashes and Wesley Snipes gets away, and they call in Sam Gerard. Exactly. Yeah, you could you could even do that. That is that is weird. <laughs> it's like yeah, you could ha- you could just have a whole section where it's like Wesley Snipes' character gets arrested, gets on a plane, plane crashes, and then they go, "Let's call in Sam Gerard because he caught that he caught that Richard Kimball well, bastard." Also, that's, that? that's why we're watching the movie, and nobody in the audience is going to go. It's ridiculous that they call this guy from. Of course, they're going to call the guy. He's the best guy. He's right. the fucking. He's the Academy Award winning uh, U.S. Marshal. Sam He's Gerard. never caught a actual guilty person. They're all innocent. <laughs> They're all yeah. good guys. But he's yeah. going to catch him because he doesn't they, care. They should, they should make a third one where it turns out that he's been the architect of framing all of these guys just to like <laughs> just to get his kink going of catching fugitives. <laughs> the architect of all your pain. Of all your pain, James Bond. My brother. <laughs> My brother. Oof. That was cool. Mm. You all want to hear James Bond's backstory, right? <laughs> For three let's, movies. Let's find out what makes him him. Mm-hmm. Sorry, skipping on to James Bond. Uh, yes. But I, I can't stress enough that this movie begins uh, with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. They, it is a person in a chicken suit, yeah, and then it, and then it's like some crime. I don't remember exactly, but some like crimes going or whatever. And he starts walking towards it, and it's still just a person in a chicken suit. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, cer- at a certain point, you have heard him go like, cluck, 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 yes. cluck, cluck, get some chicken. Yeah. Before you and know, then, it's Tommy Lee Jones. And then in a, in a like exquisite shot when he's walking towards the camera, Tommy Lee Jones pulls the chicken head off, yep. and it's Tommy Lee Jones. And I gotta be honest with you, Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit is very is really does it for it's me. Pretty that funny. is very funny. Like and it does for some it for reason, oh, it's funny. Okay. It oh yeah. Doesn't like do As, it for and, you. And in it keeping makes me with our, <laughs> and, yes, exactly. In keeping with the, the slowly unfolding panoply of your kinks. Has anybody hopefully, been writing these hopefully down? Hopefully somebody's writing these down. <laughs> Goddamn cornucopia of perversion on I think this the program. Only, the only other one I can remember at this point is uh, as I get off on uh, people not hearing me pee. Yeah. <laughs> and lawyers and lawyer dead lawyers at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Oh. And Brahms. Boy, that's and a Brahms. good start. Uh, and Brahms. My third favorite <laughs> musician yeah, yeah. of all Look, time. I'm not saying this should take... I'm, I'm, I, what I'm saying is they could have taken out the first 20 minutes of this and had Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit later, I'm in, a chicken the, suit. later in the movie. Like, Give me could, that chicken suit. You could still have There's that. plenty of things that happen in this movie that could have used a guy in a chicken suit Absol- to make the scenes more exciting. For real, like any of the scenes, honestly. <laughs> and there's stuff later on where the, so they go, they bust into a apartment. It looks like the... 
dude who Jim who <laughs> Ace Ventura gets the dog from. <laughs> And it's from Durapentit, but it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, apparently. And uh, and and so Tommy Lee Jones is still in the chicken suit, and he's, like, doing violent cop stuff, like throwing people around, but with his, like, chicken butt poking out of behind and stuff. It's fucking hilarious. I don't know. It's a weird way to start the movie. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. I cannot sanction this buffoonery. <laughs> oh, no. I can sanction the buffoonery, but it, I didn't... I, I, I got tired of it pretty quick. But you can sanction the buffoonery. But yeah, I totally. It's fine. All right. Go ahead and buffoon. Uh, buffoon they, away. I'm there are just, two, I don't care. two occasions <laughs> in this movie where Tommy Lee Jones wears like a, a comical outfit of some kind, and I was hoping he would be in drag One of by them the is end a of Tommy it. Lee Jones mask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a Tommy Lee Jones mask. This is me, Tommy Lee Jones. Me, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, he wears like a tra- like at one point Joey Pants. He's like his clothes because it's after the plane crash and his clothes have been all fucked up. He's like, give me some more clothes. And uh, Joey Pants gets him like a cheesy tracksuit or something. And so he's wearing that. That's funny. Do you remember that time he's, we were he in that nightclub wearing... in Germany and they wouldn't let you in because you had a tracksuit and they were like, he could be a Russian. They gangster. thought I was a Russian gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no. It's just I bought a tracksuit for four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you bought two of them. <laughs> and, uh, no, I just had the one. Yeah. And I don't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Damn shame. Anyway. Well, that was like a while ago. So. Yeah. yeah, that was <laughs> 15 <laughs> was years 15, ago. 16 years ago, yeah. 100 years ago. We will, we will not let... Uh, it was German people, so whatever German accent sounds like. <laughs> we will not let him in the club. He may not come in the club. Nein! Nein in the club. Nein in the tracksuit. Verboten! I have seen movies before. Russian gangsters are the most brutal gangsters. I have seen how you say the Eastern Promises. (laughs) Our jail is is like Kitty Park compared to their jail. How you say? Our jail is like the Disneyland compared to Russian prison. The Euro Disneyland. (laughs) <laughs> All right. My children need wine. Uh, we're already we're already way off on tangents because this movie is so boring. It's so boring. Okay, so it's hard to even talk about. So okay, Wesley so Snipes. Have you, has anybody listening seen The Fugitive? That's this movie. Anyway, ratings. No. Yeah. <laughs> and Wesley kidding. Snipes was was uh, popular at the time, and so get Wesley Snipes in there. I think he's good in this, though. I he's like fine. Snipes. He's I fine. Did. He just doesn't. He's like doesn't have a lot to do. Like everybody in this movie, it's essentially like you. The people who are good are good just because like I like watching Joey Pan. It's just so Joey Pants is fun to watch in this, but he's like... It's just so needlessly padded and convoluted, and the the, the narrative has no momentum to it whatsoever. I do do agree that that in the last third, it's just like air leaving a balloon. It's like kind of insane how how little happens in the last third. Or how just like uneventful it all is. There's a long fight in like some some fucking grain... Elevator or whatever. Well, yeah. no, no, that's a that's a pile of grain that's in a cargo ship. At the it, see, this is the thing when I talk about how dull You're it is. Of witness. When, well, when no, like, yeah, but I mean, but whatever is, but it's uh, what my point wasn't <clears throat> wasn't where it is. It could be a fight on uh, on some rubber duckies. The point is that it's fucking for, goes on forever, yeah. and it's a bo- and it's a boring, boring, boring fight. My and mouth is watering from all that grain between <laughs> between mm. a couple characters that you. You sort of like, I guess, or whatever. There, there's like the plane. The plane crash guy. scene is pretty cool because it's like a good miniature. You know, and it was great. Pretty, pretty good sequence. Then the the big the big chase set piece in the middle takes place through a fucking old folks home, and it's like God, you know, like there. It's not even one of those things where like people are having to get out of the way, and like it's just like they bust into people's rooms, and there's Granny going like, "What's going on?" He's like, "Did the bad guy come in here?" Nope. And no, no, the old people are all, all of them have oxygen masks on <laughs> and, and, and and like a person will kick down their door with a gun and they'll be like, what? 
They're like very cool about exactly. it. Exactly. So it's like, really boring. Don't mind me. I'm just gonna be in your apartment with a gun. And then and then the final showdown takes place on a pile of grain. It's just, it's just like. The movie's so Which flat. Which sums up the movie. It's flat and unimaginative. It looks like shit. It's very bland and dull. Well, I do think it's bland looking. It's also Who directed this? Stuart Baird, a great Stuart, editor. Stuart, that's right. Stuart yeah. Baird, like a fuck. One of the few editors whose names I would actually recognize. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a terrific editor. He directed what? Two other movies. This it was his uh, was his second one. His first one, I believe, was Executive Decision. That's right. Which Executive is Decision, fucking good. Good movie. And then he did the last Next Generation Star yeah. Trek movie, Nemesis, Nemesis. The, one with, the one with Clone Picard and Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, I was born in the nebula. I was born in the dark. This, uh, th- this movie is like so... Uh, it, it's just like it's so by the numbers. It's like you have you seen the fugitive? It's the same thing, except the, except like the guy that he's chasing. And Wesley Snipes isn't bad in this. I just think it's a far less compelling. Because the guy that he's chasing is a super military black ops guy, right? Who, yeah, who, you know the whole movie. It's like, is he did he, is he a killer? Is he not a killer? Who's oh he is okay, but who's you know? And it's like there's no. I just didn't feel any kind of like yeah. like I didn't care if he got caught or if Tommy Lee Jones caught him. And I know you don't like the Fugitive map, but I sure. but like I will argue that the Fugitive is better. But than like this. it has like a, oh, right, there's at least right. there's at least like tension between like sure. the character, like oh and you're kind of like no, but he didn't do it, and you want you know it's like right. whereas in this one you're like did he do something? I don't. I think he did kill some people at the beginning, so maybe he's uh, should go. To, is he supposed to get caught? And you're kind of like if he does, do I care? Do I care about this character at all? Do I care about any characters in this? Movie. It's weird, like like one of the twists that, that makes you go like that you're supposed to kind of go like, oh, I like Wesley Snipes. He's a good guy. Is that he was a, a CIA black ops guy? Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, oh he's a good guy. He's a CIA black ops guy. The only one of the only parts a, I l- notoriously good people. Yeah. <laughs> Who I mean, does in fact kill some dudes yeah, yeah. at the beginning? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, he does. I, well, one of the only things I like about this movie is. And it's like, and she's a totally superfluous character. Is just Irene Jacob, just because I like. Oh, the I girlfriend. Think she's pretty. I like. Her, I love her in like uh, Kieslowski's Red. Right. And I think uh, the, the French she, lady. She's in Double Life. And she's Jernic. she's in this for some reason. She's not, and she she serves no no purpose. purpose. No purpose at all. She shows up, and then like what was. Uh, Again, Ebert's review. He points out there's a chase scene through a cemetery, and she shows up and like hooks up Willie Snipes, and then they and then they run away, and then he like climbs his wall, and she's like, "I can't make it. You go ahead." And you're like, "Why were you there at all? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't know you were there in the first Why place. Why were you even? Why in the would scene? you come with him? He's but, a fugitive." But also like, well, she's you know she's like, "I'm gonna go with you," and then he she can't make it over the wall, and he she's like, "Nah, never mind. I'll stay behind." And you're like, "Well, why are you in the scene then? Yeah. What the fuck is happening?" It's pretty funny too because he's like holding onto her hand, and it's like those scenes where someone's dangling off a cliff, like you could have to let me go no i won't but she's not dangling off no, a it's cliff. Like a, she's like a foot it's like off a the seven ground. foot wall and he's like i have to let you go to get away from the cops okay and, no, and she goes, go, and she goes, goes okay just land on my feet yeah, yeah. And she goes okay hey. bye let's and then and we cops and run up goes, to her and they're like hey hey, hey we got you up? now right. hey where'd he go and he went that way so, okay and the whole plot of this movie is that like he's this cia dude who is doing an undercover mission to get this like disc or whatever of info ooh yeah. disc of info that was going to that was going <laughs> to reveal who the mole in the state department is knocklist and then yeah. 
but then he got ambushed by these guys, so he killed them. This is the footage that we see in the, at the uh, beginning of the, the movie, the crummy uh, video footage. And then he gets like arrested because they they find the tow- he's driving this tow truck and they find a gun on him and then they tie him to the to the murders. <laughs> that was the funniest part was that like his to- he gets in an accident with the tow truck and then one of the firemen or somebody is like, hey, I found a gun under the dash and and they're like, ooh, and you're like, what? <laughs> what? Why would what? that be why remarkable? Would that, why would yeah. that? Yeah, why? Who who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. In Chicago, come on. <laughs> and, yeah, Chicago. I just watched. Assault on Precinct 13 yesterday, and the ice cream driver has a gun under the right. under the, <laughs> the dash of his. Well, of his he's truck. a CIA black ops guy too. Yeah, he doesn't. City's full of creeps. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, you're thinking of Death Wish. But well, then, then think, they uh, they he they <laughs> they're both full of creeps. Then he escapes on the plane in the plane crash. Right. I did before we get past it. I did want to point out that when Tommy Lee Jones is in the chicken suit busting a guy, he goes, he points a gun. I'm sorry, he points a gun <laughs> in his head and goes, "Okay, Michael, regular or extra crispy?" Okay, okay. What? Okay, that I was know. worth it. It's like they forced. What the, the fuck we need does to that have, mean? I know. We we have to have some sort of line about how he's a chicken. But like that was the best they could come up. That must have been like uh, like somebody came up with that day of the shoot or something. Like I think I should say something. I think you should say regular or extra crispy. We don't All have right. the, we don't have the writer, but what is what is Chris what is chicken type stuff? I don't know. Regular extra. Yep, yep. Go for it. Should we think about whether whether that makes sense or not? No. Did I lay six eggs or only five? Look at me. Do I give a shit? I'm collecting paycheck here. Freeze, oh, mother no. clucker. I'm wearing your goddamn chicken suit now. Let's fucking roll. Or do you think that there's like a gag reel somewhere that has like 15 different chicken puns that he said, <laughs> and that was the best one? Bok, bok, suck my cock. Bok, bok, suck my cock. What? They that sh- would have been immediately a better movie. <laughs> bok, bok, suck my cock. And the guy's like, did you ask me to what? suck cock? <laughs> I mean, none of it makes any sense, so. <laughs> I right. feel like chicken tonight. Chicken tonight. I feel like chicken tonight. <laughs> Pizza, pizza. <laughs> he should have said finger looking good. His finger looking good. Busting you is finger looking good. Busting you is finger looking good. Busting you is finger looking good. I feel like arresting you tonight. <laughs> I'm like the colonel over here, the, the Kentucky Fried Chicken colonel. With the I'm a U.S. Marshal, but I, I could be a colonel. I could be a colonel. There's a uh, colonel of truth. You should <laughs> eat, you getting busted. You should eat some fried fried chicken. <laughs> Does anybody want fried chicken? You, you, something like that, even. Just something like that might be good, too. You, know, you in like, a whole bucket of trouble. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe the regular extra crispy is how he's going to be once he's in the electric chair. Ain't no wet nap going to get you out of this sticky situation, son. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, you're, you're hip deep in buffalo sauce. <laughs> well, you, want, uh, you want potatoes and gravy with that, or you want cream corn? <laughs> Let me get you a piece of cornbread, son. How many rolls you get? How many rolls you come with, son? <laughs> this is great. God, I'm hungry. Can we get some chicken? Let's get up some in here? fried chicken. I mean, I want some mazelles. That's great. That does sound great. <laughs> uh, well, aren't you glad I went back for that then? Bok Bok Suck My Cock should be the title of this episode. <laughs> Isn't that a line in Basic Instinct too? Also, Bok Bok Suck My Cock. There's rules about fried chicken. I don't like rules. Bok Bok Suck My Cock. Bok Bok Suck My Cock. Jesus. You like it when I say Bok Bok Suck My Cock, don't you? I don't like rules. You Cluck like me it. harder. Well, that I have some, but that's one of them. And we'll get to that. That's my favorite line in Anyhow. any movie ever. All right, so okay. he escapes in the plane crash, right? And then... <laughs> yeah, so there's a plane crash. That's and the, the Tommy Lee Jones the is also on the plane. And that's a pretty cool sequence. I, mean, I think this, it's great. 
It's the the plane crash. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah, it's cool. It's that whole good scene. Is, that whole scene is a good like. They need a to good, do another, a good action the, scene. It's a well made like action scene because it crashes and then Tommy Jones is like you know helping. They're like mm. just the whole aftermath of them trying to get people out of the plane and stuff. You it know? does like, speak oh, okay. to the paint by numbers nature of this movie because they had the train <laughs> crash and this one. And they're like, yeah. we need to do something <laughs> like that, but not exactly. like I did that. think that while the plane was like in mid air on fire, that it would be hilarious <laughs> if Wesley Snipes somehow got out and was running in front of the plane. Yeah. Like, so it just exactly like the the future. He's like looking cool. behind him, like, "Oh shit!" And you're like, "How's yeah, he running? Yeah, yeah. How's he running midair?" This is, a, you know, it would have been a, <laughs> it would have been a funnier movie anyway. Uh, but it's cool. Like the some dude tries to shoot Wesley Snipes with a gun that he makes out of a fucking toilet paper roll zip gun holder, a little zip gun that's in a toilet uh, paper holder. But he blows a hole. And he blows a hole in the side of the fucking plane, and then they're like, "Oh shit, uh, we better land this baby." And there's no uh, airports around, so they land on a like a country road. And then it turns out that the country road well, has like crash in a river. Well, they land on a country road, and then it turns out the country road has these uh, uh, those big sticks that they hang power lines on. Uh-oh, it's Co-rack. happening. It's happening like again. Coat rack? Coat rack. <laughs> well, you tell me what it is then. I just What's call those telephone poles. Telephone poles. Thank you. And, uh, and it's in, and so the, and so the Let's go back to that building thingy where our beds and TV, TV is. Uh, Jesus. Oh, man, are we going to make it through this? I don't I even don't know think where. so. We have to do another one after this, too. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> We're a little punchy today, folks. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. That's not uncommon at all. Come on. No, it's fine. Anyway, and uh, so the the plane's wing keeps hitting these uh, stick things, <laughs> and uh, eventually it like flips over wing and sticks. rolls down a hill into a lake or a river or something like that. And then the and then the the crick. water starts crick. filling up the plane. A crick. We're in a crick right now. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Lee in like Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes at a certain point like team up. To like help save yeah. one guy. Oh, and it, crucially, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones sees Wesley Snipes using a piece of a glasses to pick a lock yeah. uh, to pick his uh, handcuffs. handcuffs, which seems like a throwaway detail, but actually comes back. Yeah, and I really don't think that you can use a, 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 a ear holder of a glasses to get out of a fucking handcuff. You can't. You're not it's Black Ops, CIA Black Ops. Just like a little, just a flat. I'm just saying, I couldn't either, but I'm just, I, none of us could do it. Well, Is maybe it Matt, called? I don't know. I might be able to do it. Matt might be able to do it. Let's try I've, it right I've now. I've picked handcuffs with paper clips before. I've got handcuffs. Kevin's got glasses. Let's try it right now, live <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> this is another one of your kinks. <laughs> is it called an ear holder? I don't know. That well, you, okay, you tell me. I don't me know. I don't know what those are They're called. They're called arms, this aren't they? Are they called arms. arms? The arms on your glasses? Or Sure. I think they're called ear holders. Well, at any rate, <laughs> he uses like, them to get out of the hand, out of handcuffs, and that's a thing that you can do. It turns out you just sort of jam it into the slot where the key goes, boy, and, and they, just sort of they do. It's funny too because like, you see him do that, and the, I don't remember. Is that? Bo- yeah, it's after he gets because he steals the he steals the eyeglasses the the, the ear holder from <laughs> that guy's glasses in his interrogation room yeah. right yeah yeah and they do like a lot of shoe leather to get that w- to work because it's like the usual shit where like he puts the glasses down and then we see Wesley Snipes kind of casually like sneak the break the glasses and take the thing and there's like a whole other extraneous scene where that guy goes home and puts his glasses on and one of the arms is missing. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, it's wow. just like, oh, what's wrong with my glasses? And it's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> You're like, why do we have that scene of that, that guy? That scene is not Yeah, necessary. it's like, what are we doing here? Because we, we know 
Wesley Snipes stole the thing. We don't need to see that guy ever again. Yeah. yeah. I guess they thought it was funny that he would put his glasses on. And be the movie like, is often trying to be funny. It's, it's weird. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit, I can't stress enough. Well, all the hangout <laughs> shit with we him and his people that. is terrible. Even oh, with Joey yeah. Pants. They like, to, they, I mean, they like to bust each other's balls. I like it because I like Joey Pants, and so, and it feels like he got to just riff and yeah. stuff. And I like, so I like that, but it's also like, yeah, what the fuck is going on? Why, why is there so much of this in this movie? And they got that's a, supposed, and they got that's a supposed kid? to be the core of the movie. Is like, yeah. hey, right, we got this, we got this fucking uh, team. We're all good. They got yeah. a kid there too, and they're always like, they're always busting the kid's chops and going like, "Yeah, hey, get the kid a double milk. He's a little kid." And then when he, he well, gets spoiled, killed. he gets killed later on. Of course, not a little. He's not they actually go, a little. He's go, not actually no. a little. They, they say that he's no, thirty-one. He looks, like, he looks like fucking. He's yeah. literally thirty-one in the movie. Newman. No, no, I just mean when you described it, you said they got a kid there and they're giving him milk. It was like yeah. I was. It made it sound. It made it sound like to people maybe that there's like a they little. Really kid, did have a kid. There's a little kid. That would be so awesome if they had a little kid deputy it's like with a gun and like the kid from RoboCop too. He gets shot. Like, yeah, he gets, he gets fucking killed. murdered. RDJ just fucking pops him. It's like, uh, from, like the kid from Master and Commander. Right. Yeah. He's just. Um, <laughs> they take strength. him to. They take him to a whorehouse and get him tattooed. <laughs> so. Uh, this is. Are we still stuck on the fucking plane crash? Are we well, no, he gets, past that yet? So what they, the fuck? They're gonna. They, they, now they gotta <laughs> track down uh, Wesley Snipes, and then he's a fugitive. Sam, Sam Gerard fugitive. finds out that he, he literally is, does say, "We got ourselves a fugitive." Yeah. Yep. And then so they, his crew gets seconded <laughs> a, a, another agent. Yeah. And it's Robert Downey Jr., yeah, like who's a like the State Department the dude, Secret Service maybe, something like that. Something. And he's like, "I'm gonna, I've been, you know, it's, I've been ordered to assist in your investigation." And Tommy Lee Jones doesn't like that at and all. This is pre pre waking up in a child's bed, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, this is a while ago. Yeah, uh, and he's like <laughs> pre uh, that and pre, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, the Downey Renaissance. Yeah, certainly pre that. Certainly pre, pre, that. pre all of it. Yeah, and he's like. Uh, He's uh, you know kind of a well dressed uh, uh, Nancy boy as far as Tommy Lee Jones is concerned. Tommy Lee Jones keeps like making fun of him, like get yourself a real gun, which turns out to be important later. But it's, it's oh, one of those. He like, says, "Lose that nickel plated sissy pistol." Yeah, right. It's like one of those. Get yourself like, a Glock. Okay, fine. It's like one of those like sissy city cop versus country boy cop things. Yeah, that, I guess that's very it's very half hearted. No, no, but I just mean it's like and it has he, that has that feel where it's just sort of like eh, this guy's this guy's no. We're just supposed to intuit that like yeah, look at this look at this fucking square over here. This suit, he's no good at his job. Tommy Lee Jones is the one who's good at his job because he's got because he's like a down home Tommy Lee Jones fucking U.S. Marshal. And it's presented as a sort of like mentor mentee sort of thing, yeah, a reluctant yeah, mentor mentee yeah. thing where like Robert Downey Jr. resists his Tommy Lee Jones's uh, you know sage wisdom, s- yeah, Spartan authority, and then comes to but that's that's what it's being presented at because there's a twist coming later mm-hmm. on, and it's hinted at during a part where Tommy Lee Jones gets mad at Robert Downey Jr. for I don't even remember what he did, something that was against the rules, and so he puts handcuffs on him like that's it, you don't do that, you're fucking up our investigation and then uh, they they kind of like get past it a little bit and then he t- robert Downey jr goes well at least get me out of these handcuffs and he's like get him get out of yourself get yourself out of them and he does robert Downey jr takes uh, somebody's glass some other person <laughs> some yeah. person's glasses rips yeah. the <clears throat> arms the ear holder, the ear holder, does right. the exact same thing. Which, by the way, is a dick move. Because glasses yeah, are right up cheap. a guy's face. Like, yeah. you, 
And that guy probably needs them to see. If he's wearing them on his face at yeah. that time, he's using those to see. Kevin and I can speak for this. If you're wearing glasses, you generally, 90, 99% yeah. chance you need those for vision. Yeah, I'm not wearing these. If I'm wearing them, it's because I'm just Fa- doing It's I'm a doing fashion a choice. Yeah. It's, it's a vanity thing. Because I don't, I don't need glasses. Matt wears Groucho glasses sometimes because <laughs> he's funny. Because he gets comedy. I'm one of those people that, p- that puts your glasses on and goes like, wow, you really can't see because, you know, your prescription is really How do you big. go through life like this? I'd open my fucking wrists if I was like this. <laughs> Yeah, you're bl- <laughs> you have tainted people blood. Do, people do say that, and then you go like, "Well, I wear that's I, why I, I wear, wear glasses. glasses. The lenses are corrective. They they make it so I can see normal. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to put them on every morning and take them off every night. My God, just end it all. <laughs> anyway, he breaks this guy's glasses like an asshole. Yeah, gets out of the pops handcuffs. out, and then someone goes, "I've never seen that before." And Tommy Lee Jones goes, "I have. I have just five minutes ago. I have in this move, this very move, motion picture we're watching right now." And so, kind of like the rest of the movie, it's like a sort of Robert Downey chase. Jr. actually is kind of like fucking shit up. They go to a swamp at a certain point, yeah. and he gets like grabbed by Wesley Snipes, and that's when you get your first showdown between, well, yeah, your first showdown as fugitive and fugitive Buster, yeah. where Snipes is like holding a gun to Robert Downey Jr. and because uh, Downey Jr. fucked up again somehow, and Tommy Lee Jones is in. It's, it's I'm going to shoot Wesley him. Snipes I'm gonna shoot him going to shoot him. He's supposed. He was supposed to like alert everybody else in the swamp that he found him, and instead he's like, "I'm going to get him because get him because as we find out later, yeah. he has like a he's the bad guy. Yeah. He, he's he is the bad guy, guy the whole time. He's, he's the mole. working. He's working against them the whole time to, uh, to you know increasingly nefarious. Uh, it degrees. turns out that he's trying to sell secrets to China. China. So that's yeah, it. That's a that's some because there's like they keep chasing this guy who's like a Chinese secret agent. Yeah, who's played by a guy who is, I've seen in a million movies and I don't know his name. You, uh, you know, everybody would recognize him. His name's Chen in the movie, and he's right. like he's like this. He second, plays a lot of secondary cops, actually. bad guy. Uh, and yeah, and so they've. I mean, a lot of the oh, movie they, is spent they also, chasing him. Uh, just to point out that they like the Chinese are kind of like the second d- uh, degree bad guys in this movie, and they do have a Chinese American agent mm-hmm. working with them just to kind of counteract in sure. case you're getting any ideas. No, no, sure, no. Sure. This <sighs> is here's one of the good ones. <laughs> oh, you know, I, that's what's so funny is this movie's so bland that I would have never even. I don't think I would have ever crossed my mind like you know this is really kind of uh, this is racist or something. It uh. just it seems like it literally just seems like yeah, whatever. So they're, this they're guy's covering no, this guy's a bad guy. Now this guy is or something. Yeah, I, like, I didn't even. Would, I wouldn't. I, even I wouldn't even it. thought about it. I barely thought about any of the characters in this movie, except for Irene Jacobs. She's pretty. It's she is pretty, <laughs> and she's French. <laughs> yeah. Or something. She's French Swiss. Ugh, never mind. Just, no, just nothing. Nothing happens <laughs> until they they like they go through all this rigmarole, and then finally uh, it turns out RDJ is the is the bad guy. Tommy Lee Jones gradually starts picking up on the fact that Wesley Snipes keeps getting into like um, uh, interactions with law enforcement and uh, and other people where he and he's supposed to be like this killer. Yeah, and he and keeps on. People keep on not getting killed. He yeah. keeps on deliberately not killing people. Is that that's interesting? Well, this kill, guy's well, cold-blooded assassin. Why does he keep on leaving all these people alive? Gee, I don't know, boss. Let's have a five-minute uh, discussion about it with the whole team. Mm. <laughs> they're Let's, they're trying to make the team a, a thing, yeah. like maybe for future movies or something like that. Yeah, um, certainly future movies, not including the kid. Uh, no. And uh, there is a cool scene that I really like. This is the stuff from the preview or from the trailers a lot, where Wesley Snipes is on top of a roof. It's a cool jump. This, well, is, after, that, this is after the cemetery chase done. scene. Well, is it? But is it after the old folks home chase scene, where it's where the reveal, where time because the kid runs in on Robert Downey Jr., who's got a gun to 
They're chasing Wesley Yeah, Snipes. the cemetery chasing <laughs> leads to the old folks okay. home, and that's the scene where Robert Downey Jr. finally reveals his true self. Yeah. And he has it, Wesley Snipes, like, he's, he's got he's a gun, got he's got a gun to his head. He's, like, about to pop him. And then the kid busts in, like, gee, mister, what are you doing there? And Robert Downey Jr. And Robert like, Downey Jr. Uh, <laughs> oh, I gotta shoot this guy now. Yeah, make, and then pretends that Wesley Snipes shot the kid and then yeah. got away. Next thing you know, Robert De- or, or uh, Tommy Lee Jones runs to the top of the roof. Wesley Snipes is just like standing on the ledge of the building. He's like, "I'm not going away. I can't. I can't go. You know, I don't care. I can't give. I don't care." <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones is is livid now because his you know he shot my his, boy. They shot his boy. This is supposed to mirror the the like the waterfall. The waterfall. This is the scene. waterfall scene right here. This is supposed to like be like except that this guy's not just a regular guy who's running from Tommy Lee Jones. That you fu- he's he is a super assassin who. Did did murder some people at the very he beginning. Pulls but Tom for America. And, he pulls a right. Tom Cruise and jumps off the roof with his rope thing. Yeah, on a, it's, it's pretty like, cool. It's like a it's like attached to the window washing pulleys at the top, and he swings onto the L train beneath him. He swings onto the, like the the roof of a yeah. building next to the L train, then sprints on the roof, jumps onto the train, and then turns around, looks at Frank Gerard on the building going, and like sits down cross legged on the train yeah. as he like drives. I like this scene a lot. Yeah, that's pretty neat. cool. <clears throat> I, especially for some reason, I don't even know why i just like the fact that he sits down i just thought that yeah, was that's, fucking cool yeah. snipes is cool in this it's just it's like it's honestly like one of those movies that like snipes is such is like he's i think he had that problem has a problem a lot in his career where he's like a cool guy and so they give him cool guy roles but he's also like a really charismatic and funny guy mm-hmm. and so when he's playing a part like this you're almost like ah yeah but he's more fun than he can be yeah, really yeah. fun you know yeah even when he's playing blade it's like he's very stoic but movies. he's funny because yeah. it's so it's so like so much like He's so stoic yeah. that it's like hilarious. You want to uh, see like a comedic performance that absolutely des- destroys everything near it. Oh yeah! In over the course of about eight minutes, <laughs> Wesley Snipes in "Call Me Dolomite." Uh, oh my Dolomite god! Is my Dolomite name. is my name. So he's fucking so good. fucking funny. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. yeah. And it's like a really small role, but it feels like it's 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 bigger than it is, just because every goddamn line that he has gets a laugh. Yeah. That's but, just a terrific movie. Yeah, you should just watch it. But Snipes is also <coughs> like a like a, a cool action dude, and so like when you watch, he's like the type of guy you watch him do this stunt here mm-hmm. or his stunt. You know, you watch this scene, and then like you go like, yeah, I believe I buy that guy. I buy that guy doing that. Doesn't seem out of the possibility that Wesley Snipes could jump onto the L train, sit down, and wave to a guy <laughs> as he gets taken away. He should wave. That would be kind of that would be kind of cool. So now Bye. we so now we know that the, that there's a secret bad guy, and it was Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And now, then there's still like a lot of the movie left somehow. <laughs> well, basically, there's only like tw- no, 25 uh, minutes left. There's more. It's, it just feels well, really There's a whole long, thing though. in the hospital where Timely Lee Jones figures out. Because he, he finds Jr. the gun. Sort of. He notices that it's the nickel plated gun. Yeah, Robert Denny Jr. did a bad job. I mean. And there's this really terrible. Like long interaction that they have where like Tommy Lee Jones has figured out that RDJ is the bad guy and he's like suddenly being nice. And Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, hey, right. you're being nice to me now. Wow, well, thanks. I'll have a cup of coffee. And it's fucking Refers awesome. to him as his mentor. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Uh, it, but the, but in, in between that that time, we get the part where Frank Gerard finds out. He, he's all mad at Wesley Snipes because the kids died. And he finds out that uh, Wesley Snipes is going to be on this grain boat. Right. He's on a grain boat. Uh, and he goes there, and and Joey Pants is going like, if you go on this, you're just doing revenge, and this goes against everything that you taught me as a U.S. Marshal. And he's like, I don't care, I don't care, because he wants to get revenge for the for the blood of the kid, yeah. and he doesn't fully realize that Wesley Snipes is actually a good guy. He's he's ex CIA black ops. He's yeah. a great guy. 
I like how he's like the so they're yeah he's gonna be on this cargo vessel in the harbor and he's like Tommy Jones get me a helicopter right now so it's like you'd rather just get a helicopter and fly there I mean Uh uh, can't you just go I don't know (laughs) it seems like it would take longer to fuel up the chopper and etc than you could just get in a car and drive to the boat. Yeah, anyway. and, it, and it gets on the boats, the Alba Barton, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> Alba Barton Thursday. and, it, and well, he just sees Wesley Snipes. He's yeah. There he is. <laughs> well, he, ta- he talks to the guy there, and they're like, yo, we got a guy like that there. Robert there he Dean goes. Jr., Robert Dean Jr. tags along, and he's like, and then, they go, and then they go find him. He's like, he's downstairs in this room, and then he, sure enough. And they fight in grain. Yeah. This is hot. This is hot, hot stuff. I, don't, I couldn't tell you what grain it is. Is it bulgur? Is it corn? <laughs> you never get it close enough. I, I didn't watch this in HD, Wheat. so I couldn't find out what kind of grain it was. Barley? Barley? We don't maybe. we don't get into that kind of granular detail if on anybody this show. <laughs> if anybody knows what kind of grain they're fighting on, let us know. Nobody nobody <laughs> knows or cares. I don't I ca- clearly care. I don't care. I don't care what kind of grain it is. Uh, they fight in the grain, and then uh, at a certain point, Robert Downey Jr. like shoots Wesley Snipes, but in a this is from like way up above, yeah. where yeah. everybody's watching. Well, like the Tommy fight Lee happen. Jones almost kills Wesley Snipes. He like. Smothers him in the grain, whatever and, like, kind of grain it is. We don't leaves know. him to to die because he thinks he's like suffocating. Yeah, he's him. pushing his head into the grain. Yeah. No, I think he's pushing his head into the grain, and then he's at a certain point kind of goes like, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he does. But, me. but and then Wesley Snipes starts to come too, and then RDJ shoots him from way up above and he's, shoots him in a manner that like puts Tommy Lee Jones at a great degree of risk too. Yeah, he's yeah. just like unloading on Wesley Snipes, and Tommy Lee Jones just kind of looks up at him and is just like, "Jesus, what the fuck was that all about?" Yeah. And uh, and it's this point where his brain starts to finally starts putting together the pieces, and that leads to the final confrontation. But like, yeah, you got the they got the fight on the grain is like the most exciting thing that happens in the last third of the movie, and it's not great. Ugh. And then there's just a lot of like just people in like this hospital, this boring hospital, putting the pieces and then hosp- together. This is like the climax of a movie that it had a fucking plane crash at one point. Yeah. It's a very like at the beginning. Well, RDJ yeah. is going to try to kill is is what is going to try to kill Snipes again in the hospital. Yes, being very reckless. Right, and, and that's then right. that's when Tommy Lee Jones confronts him and then shoots him. Yeah, he goes like, "Hey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones goes like, I'm gonna he's he knows what's what's what the deal is at this point. And he's like, I'm gonna go get some coffee. You want some coffee? He's like, Oh, okay. That's and then he's the, like, Yeah, yeah. And when I go get the coffee, he's gonna try to kill with some Snipes. That's when I go see him do it. And uh, and then we'll wrap this. So then we'll wrap this baby up. And indeed they do, and uh, it's a lot of getting to the end of the movie here. The whole the movie, the movie is, is riddled with this kind of shoe leather, where it's like, well, yeah. we have a scene we have to get to, but we've found a convoluted and boring way yeah, to, yeah. to drag <laughs> us there. It's really, it's really totally is like a whole like, well, we have. It's like that, you know, like instead of going like, let's make a sequel to this and figure out an interesting way to tell a story. They're like, mm-hmm. well, we have to do this. And so we have to do all these scenes. We need this scene to get to this scene, and we need this scene to get to this scene. Instead of like, I would argue that this is not dissimilar to the original movie. That that like, there's a lot of shoe leather and like unnecessary stuff going on in that movie too. But it's not as boring as it is here. It's like at least in that, it's it's like Harrison Ford being all angry and shit. You Why? Know? I just I just think that the the like the two leads in that are yeah they are compelling they are compelling to like watch cat and mouse each other and right. in this one the inherent the ch- the chase that we're supposed to be excited about was not interesting to At me all. in any way yeah. <laughs> i could g- i could give a shit if wesley snipes character gets caught yeah or whatever like there, and also, also also he gets caught and escapes <clears throat> a bunch of times or whatever right. so you're like well what so what so there's also like the in- <laughs> the inherent lack of tension in like in the first one you know, we're learning about who Sam Gerard is, and he's you know chasing our this hero that yeah. we're that we're invested in. And in this one, it's just like taken as a given that he's the best in the, in the whole world, and like 
nothing. There's that's it. We don't he's learn the best anything new about innocent him. guys. Yeah, we just we know him from yeah. the first movie, and, and he, he's that character. And he has and he has absolutely like no charisma. He's like not fun to watch in this at all. He's but just like a mean old piece of shit. He has a girlfriend at the beginning. He's you see him at a gala, yeah. and he's got a young woman on his uh, on his arm, and then the, like an older lady is like, oh, I see that you've got a and an older lady that he works with. She's like his boss. Yeah, is it like, like oh, is it like t- Kate Nelligan or something like? It's that? a lady I recognized. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to get mm-hmm. to the bottom of who it was, but you, she's a, a, a known quantity of some kind. And then we find out later that she's like his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend right. or something like that. We, it's like these tiny little str- strokes at giving him some sort of inner but life like, that they really, they're really really half-hearted. Totally unnecessary, too, though. Yeah. Like, just cut all that shit. Yeah, I don't give a shit about what, who Frank Gerard is as a person. I mean, it is Kate Nelligan. The, right. the, wow, the reason it got made was because The Fugitive was a huge hit and Tommy Jones won an Oscar and people were like, I, yeah, we, uh, pe- they, you know, people would want to see that character do his thing again and he does but they could have found a better vehicle for it i think no one was more surprised I mean, that just, tommy lee jones won that oscar than has tommy lee jones script. Uh, i didn't i didn't think i was going to win this <clears throat> academy award i didn't think i should win it uh it's here someone else come get this <laughs> i remember that vividly he had his head shaved for the cob movie when he when he accepted oh, his yeah. academy award he had this weird bald this weird shitty bald hair haircut for the the classic who, movie cob who was a uh, it was he won over. I know Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated for didn't, what's didn't he Gilbert beat, Grape. Didn't he beat Fines? Yeah, and, and he beat Ray Fines from Schindler's List. Wow, also. yeah, pretty amazing. I think he's great in it though. It's fine. Yeah, but anyways, uh, he shoots Robert Downey Jr. after Wesley Snipes goes like, "Hey, look out!" and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, then that's it. it. And then it shows him kind of like outside of no, a courthouse court or something. And Wesley Snipes is hugging his French girlfriend. And he's like, "We're everything's gonna be fine. We're sort of friends now." And then he's like, "And then I was chasing him, but now we're kind of friends. It's like then, the end of the fugitive." And then his boss is like, "Maybe you should take your team out for a drink or something." He's like, "We don't normally do that kind of stuff." She's like, "It'd be nice for them or whatever." And then he goes and talks to him. And he's like, oh, we're, "We're gonna make some uh, some sort of uh, small talk banter, and then the movie's gonna end eventually." Yeah, because Joey Pants had that whole scene where he's like, "You shouldn't do this, Frank. Don't go out there and do this." I'm Joey Pants. Don't go out there and do this, Frank. Frank. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Joey Pants impression. <laughs> this steak is good. Jesus uh, Christ. But he's uh, but he goes like, uh, you know, you owe me an apology. And Tommy Lee Jones goes, Yeah, I know, but I don't even like you because they bust each other's balls and then they're all laughing. And then like, this uh, we need a free it, a funny freeze frame where they're like <laughs> laughing and it freeze frames in mid laugh. It practically do. That's how it ends. They're like, ah ha ha! They were busting each other's balls again. Like the, the kid is dead, and this was like yeah. yesterday. The kid, it's a child. Hey, a child has <laughs> it's died. It's a five year old child. He was like a little kid. <laughs> how he became a U.S. marshal, we don't. Is never he was, explained. He was literally he was milk fed. A, he was in a bassinet when he died. He was a baby. It, it was, was a, a baby. Stray infant. bullet. It was a newborn. This neighborhood's really gone to pot. Robert Downey Jr. shot him right in the chest. Blown right through the head like Quato. He's a weird-looking baby. Yeah, so I still... Yeah, like, how is this movie not... Tommy Lee Jones gets framed, and they have to bring in Wesley Snipes, the fucking CIA black ops guy, to track his ass down. Yeah, that's the movie. And yeah. and and his and his partner RDJ yeah. is the mole. Because that's because then that's ridiculous. Because then Tommy Lee Jones, like me, but it's also more fun. Then Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't know, it looks like this time I'm the fugitive. You know, some line like that. Yeah, and he can be <laughs> like, well, he looks right at the camera when he does it too. No, no, it's not me chasing the. Got fugitive. ourselves a fugitive. Shoes on the it's other me. foot. I don't care. I don't care. Do you care now, Gerard? <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Someone would have the to only say other that you thing care would, now. You could now take this exact same script though, and it make instead of Sam Gerard, it's Frank Drebin. Oh yeah, I would like that. It would be funnier. You mean wrongfully accused? 
Exactly. <laughs> Starring Leslie Nielsen. There is a no. If, if, if really, roughly, there is a really he's funny the, scene. He's the fugitive. I would like to. I would like to see this. You want like him a, to be I want Frank naked. Drabin. I want naked gun Ooh. to be chasing. What if? What if wrongfully accused? I haven't seen it. it it's was, terrible. Was, oh my god. Was but what if it was Leslie Nielsen chasing Leslie Nielsen? That'd be funny. That'd be, I would watch okay, that. Okay, here's the thing. Wrongfully, wrongfully accused is terrible, but there is a really good joke in it, which, which is it's where it's the parody of the train scene in the fugitive, yeah. where the train like comes after him, and then at a certain point he's like walking through a cornfield and the train is <laughs> yeah, stalking right. him yeah. like, a, right. like Jason Voorhees. It's really funny. funny. <laughs> There's but always one it. or two gags in those in those late yeah. period Leslie Nielsen movies that are pretty funny. It's like they built that, that they built the whole movie around that one gag. Like I'm sure we've got plenty more, just as good. Right. It's like Spy Hard, not very funny, but Weird Al does the James Bond credits for it. You know, yeah. and it's like okay. <laughs> Andy Griffith is the Bond villain in it too, which is kind of funny. Anyway. Uh, what happened? What did we get here? U.S. Marshals finally ended, and now US we're all Marshall's much older. Oh boy! Uh, there's a part where Tommy Lee Jones is tr- like trying to get. Yes, we know he's in a chicken suit. You've mentioned it. <laughs> we're back in the good, chicken suit again. Good lord, with the chicken thing. <laughs> he's trying to get like uh, swamp people to like help him out. <laughs> swamp people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there's a bunch of like red. There's a bunch of like rednecks around. And he goes, "All right, I need some help here. Who's the ugliest, most inbred son of a bitch here?" And then, like, they're all like, hoo-hoo, and a couple of them raise their hands, like, all right, you come with me. Uh, so there's, so people like him, even though he's insulting. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fucking asshole. Biggest job done. I in don't bread. agree. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't care. He almost completely, <laughs> in both movies, he almost completely fails to do his job. Yeah. This is, the, this is the part where Tommy Lee Jones is getting mad. I think it's before the kid has died, but he's getting mad, and he's, you know, it's t- whatever. I don't lose. And, and uh, yeah. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. goes, I thought we don't take our work personally. Tommy Lee Jones goes, we don't. I do. What? That's his whole vibe is like, <laughs> I do whatever I want and everybody else has to kowtow Everybody got to follow the rules except for me. Yeah. I do whatever I want. And a lot of time, it's the wrong thing. Remember I'm, I'm all wrong. The, I'm wrong most of the time until I'm right. Remember all the boring scenes in this? Well, maybe you don't remember if you're lucky, but uh, I don't. There's like all the scenes in this where Kate <laughs> and Elegant is like going to the suits and like yeah. explaining what's going on for the benefit of the audience and to like the higher up guys who are like, "Why hasn't Gerard caught Wesley Snipes yet?" Well, see, blah 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 blah. Endless. Oh. Yeah. There's there. It's like this movie could be an hour and a half long, and you wouldn't lose. You would. It would totally make sense, and you would just lose scenes like that. Where where you'd still have you could still have all the chase stuff right. Instead, it's two hours and eleven minutes long. <laughs> that is d- ridiculous. Um, this is the scene where Robert Downey Jr. is talking about the new gun that he got because uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones made fun of his shitty sissy gun. Right. And and Tommy Jones is like this is my gun here, and he goes he starts and he, Robert Downey Jr. says it in like a faux Southern accent, and he goes I kind of sort of wanted to emulate you. You being my mentor and all. Because oh, this is after he's gotten rid of his gun because he used it to shoot that guy. Yeah, right. it's right towards the end, yeah. Uh, that's all. That's the all the <sighs> only good lines. Yeah. Regular extra crispy. Ugh. Would you like butter on that biscuit? <laughs> you want a KFC famous bowl? <laughs> it's a sadness pile sadness on top pile. of misery. <laughs> Failure <laughs> pile in a sadness bowl. Sadness. <laughs> uh, uh, ratings. Oh, one Judd. Wow. Good lord. It's so bad. And I've seen this many times. Like, I've seen this movie like five times. <laughs> that is quintessential lynching. Yeah. This is the worst like, movie I've ever seen. I'm watching it again. I, I will absolutely watch it again next week. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean, I know I've seen it more than more than w- twice or three times. I know I've seen it a bunch. I saw it in the theater and hated it. 
anyway, one Judd, it's insanely boring. I can't, I can't even imagine. It's like you can't sanction it. I can't, I can't sanction it. And and it, and it's following up a movie that I think is like wildly overrated, but still way better than this. Ooh. Uh, the Fugitive. The Fugitive. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and zero Douglases. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that, miserably yes. zero Douglases. Like this Absolutely doesn't. Zero. This movie doesn't have like a shred of excitement or sex or humor or anything. It's just limp. Yeah, it's a big time. So Tommy Lee Jones in a chicken suit does not make you come <laughs> instantly. No, it's just you. Okay, and I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not kink shaming you. That's right. fine. I mean, I he's am. got a goose on his shirt right now. He's in, he sure likes to shit, fuck dude. birds. Well, bird fucker. I don't think he likes to fuck he's, birds. He's, he's necessarily a, there's more nuance to he's it. The bird than that. fucker. Yeah. You don't, you don't tell me what I like. I'll tell you what I like. <laughs> Freely. In, in great detail and yeah. frequently. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one of your fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> brutal, you brutal, like. savage honesty in regards to your own kinking. Specifically to Matt. To me, yes. Yeah. Well, anybody it's, else, absolute it's, boner killer. It's an extremely <laughs> narrow fetish. Two people have it. Don't call my one, fetish narrow. <laughs> Look, getting mad at me, diagnosing your fetishes, is another one of your fetishes. <laughs> oh, no. All right. God, I'm having a great time today. It's the litany of perversion. Boy, oh, boy, this is really working out in my favor. A horn <laughs> a horn of horneo plenty okay. or something. Uh, and I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 uh, chicken suits. Yeah. Oh, love that chicken suit. Tommy Lee Jones in that chicken suit. Uh, I'm going to give it three. What? Judds. That's insane. That's I just crazy. don't think it's that bad. That's crazy. I didn't like the last third at all. I think it really, t- it really like, wow. uh, but I just think it's just like straight down the, straight down the middle. I like Tommy Lee Jones in the chicken suit. I like the, uh, plane crash. I like, uh, so I just like, think so it's fine. So you like three minutes out of the interminable. F- two hours and two 10 hours minutes. And Is it really two hours and 10 minutes yes. long? Yes. That's fucking insane. Uh, I gotta take it. I gotta take it down to two and a half. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous. Just for that though, I just don't think this movie's that bad. I think it's perfectly fine, and it's certainly not good. Yeah, it's just it's just right down the middle of the road entertainment. I don't know. It's a, a weird thing to hate, but you know, we all get off on on specific <laughs> stuff. I mean, we, we've discussed that. Zero Douglases. That just is not a thing that ever came up for anybody. Yeah, no. And. Uh, one mystery grain. <laughs> yeah, what is it? What's and the if grain? anybody knows, if you're like a grainsman, and you can spot what kind of grain a grain is just from looking at it, we got we're big in the we're, we're bringing the grain belt. I think so. Yeah. Anybody who was working, fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it two. Uh, I also agree with Travis. I don't hate this movie. I just didn't like it. It's the kind of movie that I I generally just immediately tune out on because it's like oh this is going to be one of the like straight down the middle doing it showed up and did the thing it's supposed to and that thing is boring Mm. and too long so i'm gonna give it two juds and zero douglases and oh before i do do my uh do my tally i'm gonna do i tell a little story i don't know if i told this on here before oh yeah so so i i think i had seen this movie before Uh, i was working in a movie theater when uh it came out and I was re- I worked at the box office, and I was like reading a book at the time, and they hear this voice go, uh, two tickets for U.S. Marshals," and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, uh, which showing?" And then they go, "And uh, give me all the money in the register." And, <laughs> then I, and then I look up, and there's a and there's a dude out there uh, pointing a, pointing a gun at me through the little uh, little hole in the the window, and I'm like, "Oh, oh my god!" 
that's a gun. I, and it was so weird. Was it one of those little nickel-plated sissy guns? It looked like it was just a black. It was a black automatic pistol. Okay. Is all I remember. Uh, I don't know. You know. You know. You think back later and you're like, it, maybe it was a fucking squirt gun or something. But at the time, but I'm did like, you see huh. the little drop of water hanging yeah. off of it. Yeah. But it, but I was like, but so you, you know, grabbed it. From it was him, very. Right? You disarmed him immediately. Yeah. Right. No. I, but at the, it was. Ve- it was. I was strangely calm about the whole thing. I, it was so weird. I was like. I was like, huh. That guy's got a gun. And I. And it f- and I'm like, because I thought, you know, give me all the money in the register. I'm like, haha, this might be somebody I know. And I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's not. And uh, this, that's a gun. And then I'm like, my manager was behind me, like on the phone with his back to the to the window. And I was, and this, it felt like this took forever. Well, this guy's got a gun pointed at me, and I and I'm like, hey, man, this guy's robbing us right now. And he's like, huh? And he's on the phone. He's like, uh, I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, can you actually? I'm gonna. Can you call the cops? To the person, other person, can you call the cops because we're getting robbed right now? And she, she only hung up, and he was still like, "I'm on the phone" or whatever. And I was kind of like, "Uh, here you go." And I just had like a huge stack of whatever money in there. I'm like, "Here you go." And he goes, he he, he grabs it, and goes, "That's enough." <laughs> and leaves. He said, "That's enough." And it was like eight hundred dollars. No, no, or something. keep some for yourself. Did he go? Did he go see the movie? He did not go see the movie, <laughs> no. and so we had to void those tickets. Jesus, uh, that's uh, just that's just inconsiderate. That's but, the worst uh, part. But I didn't get shot, uh, which was good. But it, I did like the teenage kids I worked with at the theater. Uh, it was in uh, Santa Maria, California. A lot of them were like, <laughs> these boys were like, yeah, you know, what I would have done is like grabbed the gun and gone like done this thing. And I'm like, you you, uh, you would not have. <laughs> it was <laughs> grabbed that gun and taken it apart in one move. It was bizarre how uh, how uh, how like calm I was when it happened, and then how little sleep I got like for like a week, three days. Later. <laughs> and Kevin became a vigilante after that. I did. Too. I, That's yeah, a story that movie, we can't tell. We can't Wish, say as much about. The movie Death Wish Three is about me. You were um, just going off picking off creeps in alleyways. Uh, so I'm going to give it uh, two tickets to U.S. Marshals. <laughs> 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 That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Paradise. Kevin can never say he's never had a gun pointed at him. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Is that a double negative? No, I've, I can't say. You cannot If you say ever that. get in a cool confrontation and someone points a gun at you, you can go like, I hate to burst your bubble, but this isn't the first time I've ever had a gun pointed you at me. You should be like, last, <laughs> guy, last guy that pointed a gun at me got away with 800 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I worked the rest of my shift, too. I worked the rest you of my should get to go home after yeah, that. Come I, on. I, I mean, I look back and I was like, I don't even, I mean, they may have said like, do you, I don't even know if he said, do you want to go home? I just worked. I was like, I'm fine. Because I, I was, I felt okay. I was like a little shaken. No, you crashed later. But. It was yeah, it was much later. Like I couldn't sleep. Anyway. His heart rate didn't change one bit hmm. the whole way through. Yeah, like so. Hannibal Lecter. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well. Turns out I'm a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. meant nothing to me. I felt nothing. All right. Speaking of feeling nothing, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt after watching U.S. Marshals. Nothing. No. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to. Along Came a Spider, a movie that is terrible, but that I greatly enjoyed watching. What year, what year is this? Uh, 2001. This is a sequel Two, oh, to uh, Kiss the Girls. Sequel to Kiss the Girls. Meg, here's my dad away with you. Send me a seat, okay? It began with a brilliant disguise. Control, I'm en route to Sanji's classroom. But what seemed like the perfect abduction... Control, shut down, stop all vehicles. The FBI are on the lookout for this man was only the first step toward the perfect crime. This man has no interest in your daughter. Sanji wishes Megan no harm. I believe that Sanji wants to be famous. She's merely a means to an end. Sanji's going after someone else. Right. Now who? For forensic psychologist Alex Cross. Sanji ditched the patrol car near Reno Park and put one bullet in the driver's head. This is a message. What's the message? I'm ruthless. 
I'm methodical. I'm in control. There are some criminals that can't be profiled. Featuring Morgan Freeman as Alex Cross. So again, like the same, same as U.S. Marshals. I guess the same in all three of these is that it's like the the, except in those two, it's like the cop character from those. But, right. But essentially, teamed up with a different, a different uh, partner, a different you know sort of uh, foil in U.S. Marshals. In this one, he's teamed up with a different but this, lady. Nonetheless, this is a movie that everybody thinks has Ashley Judd in it. No, because everybody she's the thinks other one. this is an Ashley Judd movie. Yeah, and, and again, it is this would absolutely be, not. This would be another one like you like U.S. Marshals. That would be that wouldn't make any sense if the character from the other movie right. was in it because ah. like her because her deal her like whole mystery is solved at the end of that and so it would be weird if it's like I need you to come back and help me. She's kind of an ass kicker, so she could actually be like a, a cop. Like maybe she point. became a cop after yeah, the events ab- of Kiss the Girls. They could and easily do that because she like uh, yeah. totally maybe. kicks butt and kiss well, the they girls. Can't do it would be a stretch. They can't do it in this case because no. of where the twist There's goes. There's a very but good reason it turns out that Ashley Judd certainly wouldn't do this, and then I think a lot of big name uh, actresses wouldn't do this. Just because of how, where this character goes. Instead, they got. Instead, they got. They did not get a big name. The actress. absolute worst possible choice. Like I can't stress enough how the thing that I was noticing while I was watching the thing that was just like in front of my face the whole time I'm watching this movie was how fucking awful Monica Potter is in it, and then also like how they they like poorly cloned Julia Roberts to make her. Yeah. Because if you close your eyes, it's like I, I hear and see Julia Roberts in, m- in my mind whenever she speaks. Yeah. But Monica Potter is amazingly bad in this. Yeah. This movie is very amusingly terrible in so many good ways. She was in a, like, uh, little, little bit roles, and then this was kind of like her, like, oh, she's, we're going to... She was Nick Cage's wife in Con Air. Yeah. Right. And then it was this was a sort of like, well, you're a very pretty lady, and you've been in some stuff. Now it's time for the spotlight. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't I think, work out I think she may have had some uh, sexual harassment issues. Oh, oh, shit. I'm not sure about that. Oh, well. I but like I mean, her on that show, uh, Parenthood, but... Uh, oh, that's right. She, she was, was on that show. She's my least favorite character on the show, Parenthood, oh. also. Oh, okay. So. Well, there you go. But still... But she's better. She's better in that than she is in this. Oh, so decades later, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So the movie begins with uh, kind of the same way U.S. Marshals do. We're like, let's see the, let's see, look at the guy doing what he does before we get to the actual a plot but of this, the thing. But this happens so. But the 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 like oh, the oh, sort of cold open of this happens so quickly and is hilarious. It is absolutely bananas. It is for it, a lot of reasons. So I was kind of like, I'm like, okay, this is this. It's bad right off the start, but I was like, but I'm... Yeah, I'm and it's a great scene, It though. also I'm lets you know that it, it also lets you know, and this is just a thing that I never even consider when we put in, when we put on movies like this. I'm like, Along Came a Spider, that's probably PG-13 or whatever. You're like, all these fucking movies are PG-13. This movie's R-rated, yeah. man. Yeah. With, it's, got all, it's got tons of blood and language in it and stuff. Yeah. Cool. I'm okay with that. Uh, but it's a... Uh, a lot of horny stuff, though, again. Yeah. No. Well, we'll get no. to some horny stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're saving that for the for last. <laughs> and boy, is it horny! Uh, but it's uh, Alex Cross, uh, Morgan Freeman's Morgan character from Kiss the Girls. Kiss the Girls, and he's uh, just a popular character in books. Essentially, the character from Tyler Seven. Perry. Tyler Same Perry played guy. this character in a movie. Morgan Freeman. Now, have you seen that one? I have seen it. It's yes. so fucking bad. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> it's got the dude from Lost, yeah, Jack uh, from Lost. in a very odd performance. Yep. And that don't cross Alex Cross was the tagline. <laughs> oh wow, that's very clever. We have a big Alex Cross poster up yeah. at, Scarecrow at Scarecrow that's like just always there. That I'm I'm indifferent to now, but I remember when it first went up, we all thought it was hilarious all the time. Yeah. So Morgan Freeman is doing like a sting operation on some bad guy who's like driving real fast in a sports car with his 
And Morgan Freeman's partner is is undercover in the mm-hmm. in the passenger seat. And he's and this guy's like this guy's like a super perv, it's a sex perv. I don't. Yeah, and it's like unclear to me exactly what this guy. Uh, he has done some stuff. They're trying to catch him in the act, but in this scene, of doing what though? In, in like this scene, murdering her, being a sex creep. Yeah, in I guess. this yeah. scene, he's just being a, a creep. He's like literally not doing anything illegal except right. being like an asshole. Like when he's like, right. "Why don't you suck my dick?" <laughs> he or says, whatever. He says, "Let me do see, what you were born to do. Let me see your eyes, innocent, just the way I like them." You're like, "Oh, that's a creepy guy." And she's been. Yeah. She's, she's going like, "All oh you," you know, up until the point where he's like, "He now, does say, I think you're a natural born cocksucker." Yeah. <laughs> And at that point, ding, she's, ding, ding, ding. at that point, she's like, "Uh oh, I didn't see this coming." And you're kind of like, "You went undercover to sting the the sex creep," and you were like, "I'm probably he's not gonna try and force me to suck his dick, though." The guy who I think we're capturing because he forces people, force people to suck, suck their dick, dick, suck his dick. Suck. Yeah, uh, you know, the forced dick sucker, as he's known. Yeah, whatever. The point is, is that like, she, the, the, well, when he when he grabs when he grabs the back of her hair to push her into yeah, his dick and says, "Bok bok, suck my cock." <laughs> <laughs> it was hey, a baby. really it was a weird callback, but I appreciated it. You're a natural born cocksucker now. Bok bok. Tommy Lee Jones in that one shot. Suck bok bok. Suck my bok, cock. Bok, bok, bok. And then it's not Tommy Lee Jones. You're like what the fuck? But she like this movie he, is, he this like, movie is bonkers. He, he like gets a hold of her like earpiece. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Just, what first of all, just say this? it's my hearing aid. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. yeah. That's my hearing. And like, and, and by the way, Alex Cross is in a helicopter about fifty feet up above. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're not very far high up there. You'd, you'd think you'd be able to hear it. But and they the don't. And apparently, they hey, don't is that have helicopter a, been following me. <laughs> they don't have any unmarked cars on the ground. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very weird that way of going about is, this. Is very close to us. So but then, but then the car goes out of control because the guy's like he's struggling with her, and 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 he's like, "You're gonna bust me." And Morgan Freeman's like, "Bust him! Bust him right now!" Boston. And then the car goes out of control over Boston a, fucking, over a the, fucking bridge into the, a dam. But the car crash is hilarious. I know, it's Astonishing. like flipping it's like, over it's like and over again. It's like a fucking CGI car. It's some of the worst special effects like you'll ever see. Bouncing back and forth between these two barriers mm. uh, before it gets to this bridge and then falls over the bridge and it's the guy falls out of you the car. You hear the hilarious scream. He's dude. like, ah! So and then funny. it's caught on like the you know the wires ho- just barely holding the car up there, and she wakes up and she's like, "Oh no!" And Morgan Freeman's like down there, he's like, "Go, no, we're gonna we're gonna get you. Somebody call people to help get her out of here." And it doesn't work. Out I'm gonna, I'm gonna post it. It is like a p- perfect uh, example of what CGI can't accomplish, especially <laughs> yeah. at this time. Uh, and it, it, like it, it both looks cruddy in the in the way that it kind of looks like a cartoon, but I think even more than that, like they just the way that the car pings around when it's crashing is just sort of like what. That's not what it, nothing looks like that. No. What is this shit? No, nothing. But it's being nothing pres- looks like that. Not even like a pinball in a pinball machine <laughs> yeah, looks like that. It's so weird. It was like it. I mean, it was like it. Lo- it reminded me of like uh, the car driving in Sin City, which is supposed to be emulating this like, uh, you know, cartoonish, ridiculous, over the top driving. And this movie is not supposed to take place in the cartoon world. This nope. takes place in the real world, <laughs> except for briefly when that car is pinballing around. That it's hilarious. Yeah. And there's not much else like it. They it got just me do into the one the, thing. It got me into the movie a little because I was like, I was, I was initially going like, all right, well, what, let's yeah. see what this has. And I'm like, ooh, this is funny. You have to go back and this watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I rewound it and watched it a couple times. Uh, so she falls to her death. Morgan yeah, Freeman and it's, and she's sort of hanging from it for a, a little while, and it's like off of this like dam or whatever, with like a kind of a spectacular yeah. dam water type thing, and it's very bizarre. And then he and he kind of like inexplicably blames himself for it. I don't see how this is in any way oh, Morgan man, Freeman's we gotta, fault. We got to talk about Morgan Freeman's character and his guilt. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it doesn't she, make sense. She dies. Which is re- it's really funny too because she's like, oh, 
like plummeting to her doom, and then the car like pirouettes a few more times and hits more shit. Still a cartoon, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, it cuts to like you know however many months later. I guess it's supposed to be eight months later. Seven or eight, yeah. And he's Morgan Freeman's working on his model ships. He builds like model little model ships, and uh, he seems to be having a perfectly nice time. He's just doing his little hobby. And it's like, it's, true. it's completely ordinary. It doesn't seem like he's upset. Nope. His wife or whoever comes in, maybe it's his sister or something. I don't know. This woman comes in and she's like, you have got to forgive yourself. It's been eight months. And it's like, leave the, he's just doing his thing. He seems like he's probably over it, honestly. Is he in there making his boats again? This, is, this has got to stop. Like, you have got to stop with your regular stress-reducing hobby. An old man Enough. should not be building small boats. An old man should not be doing weird old you, man crafts. I, I am I'm sick of you sitting in this room not obsessed with catching more serial killers. Get out there and catch serial killers. You need to find some reckless way of absolving yourself. You can't just sit here with a hobby. <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, but before we get too back, far back into Alex Cross, we cut away to the... The classroom, the, the class, the the school, the uh, the boarding school. The, it's like a it's like a fancy school for politicians' kids and yeah. stuff. And so, so they've got all this Secret Service security all over the place. We meet this little girl, and and the, her best friend at school is baby Anton Yelchin. Uh, That's R. right. R. Very R. sad. Super sad. Love that guy. I know, and he's very he's very cute in this. <laughs> you only see like, a little of him in this part, but then he comes back. He's a, a Russian kid. On, he's a Russian kid. He's a Russian. He's the son of the Russian ambassador, ambassador or something like that. And she's this, and she's the daughter of like a congressman senator, senator or something like that. Yeah. Some, I, Michael Mori. She's the, the daughter of Michael Moriarty and Penelope Ann Miller. Ann Miller. I I particularly enjoyed the the moment at the beginning where you realize that that Anton Yelchin and her are, are like buddies. Well, she's telling the Monica Potter like I had a dream about him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He shows up and he's like. Oh hi! He's like, well, he called me last night or something oh, yeah, like that. Me last night. And then, and then Anton Yelchin shows up. He's like, oh, it's me. Hi! And then uh, she, he goes to the little girl. He's like, I downloaded a lot of really good gifts last night. Do you want to see them? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stupid internet shit in this movie that I think is hilarious. Oh god, the fucking. Yeah, we'll, from, we'll get to it, but the internet shit so is some like of the most <laughs> astonishing <laughs> thing. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, we're gonna have a hard time articulating it because it's absolutely insane yeah, and makes no fucking sense. It's like Mission Impossible, first Mission Impossible yeah, yeah. level I internet stuff. But there's more. There's like, way there's more, more of it. Depth yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, I can't wait to get to it. It's so strange. Uh, but yeah, they're in a the classroom. They're exchanging gifts, and, and yeah, they've all got computers. At they've their all desks. got computers because that it's is rich fancy. We school. do find rich out that kids. GIF, if in case we'd all forgotten, is a graphic interchange format. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, <laughs> as someone someone goes gifts, you know, graphic interchange format. Oh, okay. And he's it. sending her gifts like through their computer at school, yeah. like in class. And they and, and this also, turns out to be important. Also, their teacher is very clearly Michael Wincott with goofy makeup on. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's, it's like, like well, I guess a, he's the bad guy. It's like a Mad TV getup or something like that. <laughs> so so funny. His name is Mr. Sanji. He shows yeah. up, and I thought that it was like, oh, okay, this guy is the bad guy, and he's their substitute teacher today, and that's why. No, he's been. Wor- he's the. He's yeah. the fucking principal or but, something. But, yeah. No, he's their teacher, but he walks in, and you go like, you go like, oh, that's a guy wearing makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and he's like. All right, kids. It's time to learn about Charles Lindbergh. Well, he's got a. He's got a British oh, accent. Doing, he's yeah, like, yeah, he oh, I'm me, Mr. Then. Sanji. Yeah, Michael Win- the great Michael Wincott, he's one of my favorite. Wincott uh, fucking rules. He's awesome. He's doing a but he's from doing Strange a Days. Whole, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah. Crow. The, he's, yeah, he's always a bad guy. The he, Doors. He's a bad guy in real life, I'm sure. Yeah, I can only assume. He's brother of Jeff Wincott, you know. Wow, the race car driver? No, the martial arts oh. actor. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, 
so yeah, it's clearly he's up to no good. Yeah. Like immediately. I there's a moment there's a part later where after he like kidnaps the girl the and and Monica Potter Monica Potter is like running security at the school, that's her job, and uh, and then later but later on when Morgan Freeman is like showing her the picture of Michael Wincott, <laughs> he's like so this guy didn't have any red flags like this profile was clean and all this stuff and I'm like yeah except for the fact that he's clearly wearing makeup what like about that's the fake, a the disguise fake, the fake beard didn't bother you the fake nose the uh the putty it's also supposed to be a surprise when like she she the little girl claws at him when yeah. he's when he's like uh cl- trying to chloroform her and like she tears his mask off a little bit <laughs> cuz you're yeah. like you're like yeah i know it's uh, how did no how did no one know <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's so obvious that he had he must have had to like go along to the to the administration of the school and go like I was horribly disfigured. I wear this cosmetic pro- like mask in order to like make people comfortable with my horrendous appearance. Uh, you know what I mean? He, it's just he, like it's obvious. Cuz he got And he's been there for a year. Yeah. He's been putting this makeup on for every goddamn day for a fucking year yeah. to work pl- this scheme. Planning this kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he's a cuz he's a cuz he's a would-be killer genius, but he's also a red herring sort of. Yeah. Well, well we don't know that for a Long time. We don't know that for a long time, but most, most of the movie for for most of the movie, Mr. Sanji and they just call him Sanji the whole time. That's his it's Gary Sanji. Gary his Sanji. That's his name. I don't know. Yes, yeah. I don't fucking know. Is it know. Gary? Oh, it is. It's Gary Sanji. I'm Gary Sanji. They never say. I don't know if they say Gary in the movie that much. It, that's his name in the book. The book is really different. In the book, it's his the name same is Gary. Yeah, and and he <laughs> he does he does do like all this kidnapping shit, but in the book. The, the the twist is that he pretends he's got a split personality, oh, okay. like a whole different thing. Yeah, he he does he does like at certain points hint that he's like one of these kinds of sort of like uh, narcissist killers. He's like got a, a he's a criminal inflated, mastermind. Yeah, criminal. He's a would be criminal mastermind, which is like interesting that he turns out to be not not the. Yeah, we'll get to it anyway. Uh, but anyways, he kidnaps he kidnaps this little girl. Yep. Yeah. Anton baby Anton Yelchin's he friend. He chloroforms her, sticks her in a cabinet that's made up to look like it's a bunch of computers. Yep. And just like pushes her out in a cart while while uh, security is almost immediately alerted that something is wrong, because he like they're alerted they're alerted as he's like loading the van. Yeah. But as we learned later, there's a reason why security why the security, security didn't is. yeah get her. And so he he pushes her out, and then uh, they realize that there's been a kidnapping, but they don't know why. Yeah. And we find out that uh, like maybe the reason why is because the little girl's parents are a senator, mm-hmm. a sort just just a sort of senator of no account, played by fucking Michael Moriarty, Crackpot Michael Moriarty, Michael fucking Moriarty, <laughs> and Penelope Ann Miller. If you didn't know, what? did you know that Michael Moriarty has gone completely bonkers? I, I have heard that, Again? but I don't know in what like, way. Because he, he's cause like he went off the full cause he, cause on. Because he like left and then, but he like w- disappeared for a long time and then came back. Yeah, he's you know, he's full on completely crazy, like ultra conservative, yeah. like the usual way. Like you know, we have to stop the baby killers from stop for, and before Christ comes back. I mean, he's like <laughs> completely nuts. Randy Quaid. Yeah, that yeah, su- he's he's me. like a, he's like crazier than Quaid. Yeah, yeah, crazier than Quaid. Yeah. And the only reason we don't know about it is he's not as famous. It's amazing. Yeah, Michael Moriarty always been insane. But he, yeah, he probably isn't like putting out weird videos of him and his wife having no, sex no, wearing no. bush. He does have a website that you should Obama check out. Go look at Michael Moriarty's blog. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's pretty amazing. How about Penelope Ann Miller? Is she uh, insane? QAnon. Wow, she is she is Q. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know Penelope Ann Miller's Q. 
so so Monica Potter like failed at her job as Secret Service, so she's really she's, badly. So now she has so and her part, and also so did her coworker Billy Billy Burke. Uh, Billy Burke, or who's, uh, the dad who's, from Twilight, whose name is Divine. His uh, life. Yeah. Or he's I, referred to as Divine. I didn't. And know. I really just would would have been cool if Divine actually was this character. I just kept thinking know. of him as not Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, like he's like all, or almost yeah. Timothy Oliphant. You're it's like, the, oh, this guy. What's this guy? He's like well, one of those. He's almost Timothy Oliphant. But he's he's just an actor who was perfectly fine who hit the fucking jackpot and was the dad in the twilight movies just yeah. like easy money rolling in he's not and he's not like bad in this room but, no. they're, <laughs> but they're all like uh so oh but also like the, this movie has the classic uh movie uh serial killer bad guy thing where the bad guy like of course is like calls alex cross and he's like i love this shit here's my bad guy uh how, how are you gonna catch me Alex Cross, and you're like, it's just this is a thing that just doesn't exist. Is like the guy, the serial killer, who's like the whole point is the cat and mouse game. Usually they like they like to not get caught so they can keep (laughs) murdering people, right? Or like, yeah, they'll like send like letters and stuff. Sure, Uh, yeah, but I mean not like this, like high risk. They're like call them up and be like, we uh, the the important thing is the dance between the two of us. Yeah, but even even like the Zodiac killer shit is like you know the whole thing with that is like, well, what was even was that even the Zodiac? Yeah, we do even. that I mean, was like, that guy. Yeah, like that was like. And B, but BTK was sent a, like one le- like no, a BTK couple letters a and, and, got, yeah. and got busted that way. Yeah, immediately. So don't fucking do it. But right. I mean, if Raider, there's any serial Raider's killers the out there? For the most part, though. If there's any serial killers out there listening to this, don't fucking do that shit. And certainly not with us. We don't want to play your cat and mouse game. No. We realize that you're a criminal genius. We submit. We we respect your intellect. Yeah, I please don't, please don't kidnap us as part of your elaborate plan. And are, the audacity of your vision. We are not genius criminal profilers no, either, no. so I don't think I, we, we all, I don't know we why all completely would... agree that one day people will look back on your crimes with awe. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we owe you awe. Yeah, exactly. Aw. Aw. I like the part where Morgan Freeman is, uh, he does the thing with the picture of Michael Wincott and like covers half of it and goes like, what does this guy look like? What does he, well, how does he so feel? Is he weird. sad? Is he angry? I'm like, what the fuck is this? You have no idea how much you know. <laughs> I, wish there was a, I wish there was a scene where his, where, uh, his wife, it was his wife, whomever it is that he lives with, was like, where he gets that call, and she's like, thank fuck oh, God. Yes. This piece of shit, this 70-year-old man and is building she, boats. And then she smashes his model boat that he was building, <laughs> and then cheats fuck on him or something. this boat. Uh, <laughs> this boat is too small. It is not seaworthy. <laughs> The uh, let's talk. I want to talk. I want to move on to Monica Potter for a minute before yes. we get too deep into this. No, we're good. Now we're good. We're she's the she's the co-star. She's then the, now because yeah. then now, now basically it's her and, and, and Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman teaming up, teamed up, and and he's like not officially you know uh, part of the. Well, he's 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 been brought in. He's sort he of was, consulting. Yeah, J. O. Sanders brings him in. Well, yeah, because he because Michael Wincott sends him a shoe. No, no, but yeah, but it's that, but it's also that thing where like people keep going like, who's this guy? And he goes, he's okay. He's blah blah blah. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, heard explain. of the legend Alex Cross? He's a goddamn legend, man. Alex Cross, just find our daughter. Don't cross him. We had to get him out of his house. He was building little boats. Building little model Can't boats. fucking have it. Oh, my it. God. The guilt must have been fucking... <laughs> guilt must have been immeasurable. <laughs> he must have been really responsible for that woman's death. No, yeah. no, he wasn't. Building boats? Ooh. Model uh, boats? <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of scenes in this movie where, where one, of, one of two, if not both, things are happening, where... Somebody says something important to Monica Potter, or even to another character, and it cuts to Monica Potter uh, for her reaction, and she has none. <laughs> It's that Homer Simpson visualization right, with, the, with like, like the flies around a dead mule. I mean, like, there's a reason for it narratively that becomes apparent later. Yeah. But 
even so, like you're you're sitting there going like, what's going on in there? Not a fucking thing. There is not a thought in that woman's head in 90% of the shots that she's in. Yeah, you could almost cut her some slack for this performance because there is a turn that kind of justifies her sort except of inertness. A- except but after then, that happens, she still sucks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, she, she's bad after the turn, too, and you're like, oh, man. Her well, line delivery oh no. is like uh, kind of this like tersely, uh, almost ye- half-yelling all-over <laughs> dialogue, which I think is which was kind of a, a, yeah. it was kind of endearing. There's I just, felt like, oh, she's, it's like she's like... Well, she's trying. She's trying. No, sure. She's out there. She's out there just acting. You know. She's like, is this acting? Is this, I'm, I'm, am I doing it? Am not I doing it? Morgan Freeman's not like, everybody's got it. Close enough. The, <laughs> thank you, director Lee Tamahori, for the for Lee coaxing Tamahori, this performance out of Monica Potter. Director of Once Were Warriors and a bunch of bullshit. Die another day. Another yeah, day. we did Mulholland, Mulholland, Mulholland Falls. Falls on this right. podcast. I believe he did Triple X Two. Yeah, Triple X Two. Yeah. Probably his best movie. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, that movie, I, I mean, can't Once stress Once for enough. Warriors is pretty good. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> after after is, Once for Warriors. Warriors is not terrible. Yeah. Sure. I can't stress enough that Triple ex- that, uh, X2 features exhibit shooting the Capitol building with a tank. <laughs> Which is frankly not that unrealistic these the days. The biggest mistake that that movie makes <laughs> is is when they do the scene where it's like how badass is the Ice Cube character that's the Vin Diesel replacement is they actually use footage of Cube when he's in NWA. That's right. And it is always it has always been this tantalizing <laughs> thought in my head that he should have just been playing Ice Cube in that movie. Oh, like God, who, absolutely. Who also has to save the world. That is like a fact. Because it's about like the first one's about an extreme sports guy who becomes a spy. Yeah. It's like, how about a gangster rapper? Yeah, Ice fucking Cube, and Plays he himself, saves the world. Saves the world. Come from, on. From Willem Dafoe. Ugh. In any case... Back to Monica Potter. Wow. Monica Potter. <laughs> First of all, there's all these reaction shots. One of my favorites is the scene where, like, they're in the car together, and Morgan Freeman is like, let me tell you about my guilt. And, and he, like, he's like, my partner, she got killed. It was my fault. And uh, I'm not over it. And then it cuts to Monica Potter in the passenger seat, and she's just not there. Uh-huh. Like, she's just uh-huh. not. It's, like, literally, like, in The Simpsons where, like, you can stay, but I'm leaving, and her brain moves away from her. You can see her mouthing his lines along with it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Waiting for her cue. I mean, and this happens maybe 20 times over the course of the movie where something will happen, it'll cut to a shot of Monica Potter, and she's just not home. <laughs> not home. <laughs> the other thing that happens to her in so many shots is, like, uh, okay, uh, the the bad guy's calling on the phone. Everybody, get into the room right now. We gotta we gotta get on the phone and talk to them. And like, <laughs> Monica Potter's like behind Morgan Freeman, and the camera follows Morgan Freeman, and Monica Potter just gets pushed out of frame because the camera's <laughs> moving a little too fast. That's enough of that. Everybody is just sort of like, get her out of here, get her out. Aww. It's it's really amazing how completely marginalized and useless her character is until the turn, and her acting yeah. doesn't that doesn't a factor in it at all. It doesn't have to do with the fact that she's that she's bad. It's which just, is she just sucks. Which is funny because it, it it it's like the whole the whole idea is sort of to, to like mirror, to, to, to mirror kiss the girls. Yes, but except that like Ashley Judd is awesome in kiss the girls. Yeah. Well, like also she's a, she's a character that I mean there's more to her, but you know that's like a character where you're like. Every every time it cuts to Ashley Judd in that movie, yeah. you're like, "What's going on here?" Right. As opposed to this, where it cuts to this lady, and you're like, "Why am I watching this well, lady now?" Cut back also, to something else. It's also in service of the twist because they're trying to do a similar Shh. twist as Kiss the Girls, where it's like, "Also, that's this person instead." Yeah. But then the reason that they treat Monica Potter the way that they push her out of all these shots and try to marginalize her is that they're trying to make you forget she's there. <laughs> they're trying to make you not think about her that's as true. as a player in this conspiracy at all. Yeah. 
I think that they, 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 your expectations for this to be a kiss the girls sort of things really works in its favor too. Uh, sure. Because yeah, yeah. you're just like, yeah, I know what kind of movies is. I saw Kiss for Girls. We're just gonna do that again. Uh, and it's and it, unlike the uh, U.S. Marshals, it's like, but they they actually really flip that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, they I do. They do. I, enjoyed, I think it different. works. I enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed the twist actually. Yeah. Quite and, a bit. And maybe Monica. I, I don't know. This is giving it too much credit, but Monica Part. You certainly don't think about Monica's, Monica Part's character very much because that's she's I'm, not much of a presence. No, that's what I'm saying. They so do that. The they're doing happens, that on purpose. Yeah. But it's also. But she's so bad anyway <laughs> that it kind of feels like, well, we got to try to get her out of this movie as much as possible. Right. And then when she's got to play a different kind of person, you're like, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't work either. <laughs> This could have been pretty cool if uh, <laughs> it's like it's like this doesn't deserve to win. Yeah. <laughs> we've given we've we've given away the twist. Probably you can't just paint a racing stripe on this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, you, you must have guessed the twist at this point. Monica Potter is the bad guy, but, but she's not it, in on it. But she's enough, not in on it with Michael Wincott. It's, that's another it's interesting bad, detail. Two bad guys. She's an opportunistic bad guy. The reason that he was able to kidnap this girl is that uh, that she allowed it to happen because her plan is to kidnap her from the kidnapper. Right. But she's not working with him. No, okay. not working with him at all. She is working with Billy Burke. Yeah. But she did know that some shit was afoot because she was able to recognize that this was a fucking weirdo with makeup on. And, right. she, and she did all the research into this guy and was like, oh, he's going to kidnap uh, these people. And then I'll just yeah. go swoop in there and... Uh, Get some money. Out. Meanwhile, it's a, meanwhile, it's a, thing, it's like, a thing in the real world that, like, when you when you when you start thinking about it or like putting it together after the fact, you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. No, no. But it actually works pretty well in the in like in the in movie the world, the, the world movie. of the movie. While as it's happening, you kind of you just as you're rolling with it, you go, oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay, and then you think about it, and you go like, wait a second, no, no, wait, no. Also, like, it, what? It's also another movie where like there's like a fucking genius detective who. By, by all rights, should have figured it out mm-hmm. pretty quick. Well, no yeah. one, no one, at no, at no point does anyone go like, "How did he get through security?" Like, yeah. no one checks that at all. They're <laughs> they just do, like, they do eventually. Did, they, they know they just yeah, but for, at first they just ask her if she checked him, and she's like, oh, "Sure, I did." Yeah, and then they go like, "Why didn't you catch him?" Well, like you know, it's like right. like like an hour and an hour and a half into the movie, they're like, hey, how come he didn't push this button when the alarm went off? Right. And you go, oh. And you're like, well, why didn't you ask that before? Immediately. And it, well, because then we wouldn't have had mo- a whole movie. And they're oh, trying okay. to do a thing where, like, her guilt over losing the girl is mirroring Cross's guilt over losing his partner, yeah. mm-hmm. but it doesn't work at all. Well, no. No one she, cares. Well, but also and, like, and Alex and Cross isn't guilty. Alex right. Cross isn't isn't responsible for that. His and she doesn't death. feel guilty either. And yeah. also, but she, but 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 she is she is right in right. a way partly responsible for. So their their guilt isn't uh, doesn't work as a at all because yeah. uh, he doesn't he shouldn't have any because it's not his yeah. fault that that happened. But there's that the car turned into a pinball uh, machine video game for a second, and then that lady dies. <laughs> the, <laughs> the laws of physics changed for a little bit. It's <laughs> not middle, your fault that the laws of not physics. Not, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> The middle part of this movie is a lot of fun when they're just doing the straight up like we're chasing one bad guy, serial killer, cat and mouse shit. Well, the little like, girl is like constantly uh, trying to escape trying to from escape. clever ways too, which is fun. Where she like oh yeah, starts she, the she boat starts on fire because he's keeping her hidden on a boat. I found- and yeah. uh, she sets she sets the she, boat on she, fire. She yeah. like goes she goes I need to use the bathroom. Michael Wincott's constantly being like he's not like a scary kidnapper. No. I don't sanction him kidnapping her, <laughs> trust me. But he's like, hey, I do. if you need to go to the bathroom, just let me know. And hey, I'm just, you know, this isn't my yeah. deal. My is deal she, is something he's, else. He's essentially like, look, you, I mean, I'm, we're on a boat. You're not going to, you can't escape. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you're going to swear you're going to. But they, at one point, she lights it on fire. She I, throws a battery into, yeah. onto the burner. Yeah. I don't know if I remember where she gets the battery from. She the gets battery a, blows up. She gets up. the battery pack out of the intercom that he uses to communicate with her from, because she's like, that's you know, right. She's, she's in, in the kidnapping area. Yeah. 
And uh, so she gets the battery out, and in the guise of going to the bathroom, she tosses the bat the the battery onto the stove, and it it explodes. And she runs away. This is the part that made me sad because there's this nice yeah, it's a fisher- bummer. There's yeah. this fisherman who's just like just wading out there fishing, and she's like swimming, and she keeps yelling, "Help! Help!" And then so I'll Michael, help you, little girl. Michael Wincott, and then this guy's like, he's not listening. At first, I'm he's like, oh, walk, man. Man. At first, I'm like, oh man, this guy's just not even gonna notice. And then he notices, and then like, oh man, this guy's gonna get shot. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, it, and indeed, he does with oh. some big meaty squibs. Feel bad for that guy because he's like, I'm gonna, I'll help you. Oh yeah, wow, what the fuck? I'm gonna save you. And then yeah. Michael Wincott yeah. blows him away. See what happens. Little girl, you got that guy killed. Yeah, you have that on your conscience for the rest of your life now. <laughs> Get back into the boat. Yeah, and uh, then they then meanwhile though Morgan Freeman is busy using the the internet to track down. <laughs> this is the to track down our our boy. What was I the mean, part the, where there's the a car ca- crash is the highlight, but this is astonishing there's stuff. A camera in a poster. <laughs> oh, I have no fucking idea. Oh no, so okay, how so this is, how so this works. how did that work? I Here's how it works. Here's how it works. It involves gifts. They so they they go on the computer and and they're they're uh, <laughs> they're looking at the the room. There's like a well, like a 360 degree photo of the room because they're trying to see like what's amiss. And there's all these pictures. Which and the, room? The, these the photos, classroom. The there's all these photos. There's of all these photos of famous people. It's like notable figures, figures board. And uh, we, we, it's all kinds of people. It's like Muhammad so Ali, weird. Princess Diana, Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein, Kennedy, Jackie O, yeah. Gorbachev. In one shot, uh, in, in one shot on one board, there's a picture <laughs> yeah. of Gorbachev, yeah. Will, Smith, Will Smith, and OJ Simpson. Simpson. It's pretty amazing. What, you know? are these, what do these all have in common? <laughs> but in one of them, <laughs> there's a, there's like a notable sort of gap in the bulletin board. And earlier, uh, earlier Michael Wincott, when he was in the classroom teaching the kids, he was talking about Lindbergh, yes. famous famous for having his baby kidnapped. Yeah, and being a little on the nose, and being a huge anti-Semite. Yes, that's that's what he's second famous. <laughs> Actually, that's probably what he's second most I mean, famous for. Probably now. third most famous because of the airplane stuff. Oh, maybe. Airplane stuff is. Bullshit. Bullshit. I could have done that shit with exactly. my hand tied behind my back. Have you seen back. the airplanes we have now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> end yeah, of, I have. End of discussion. Have you seen these little boats that Morgan Freeman makes? They're pretty They're cool. tiny. Those guilt boats? He's <laughs> just got a pile of them. That's how guilty he is. <laughs> It'd be awesome if it showed him like finishing one, he throws it over his shoulder, just a pile of them in the room. See, so here's the thing. If, if, so, yeah, so if that was the case, if it's like he's building the boats and she's like, you really got to figure out a different thing to do and then the camera pulls back and there's just like a yeah, giant yeah. pile of them you're like okay yeah that's a problem and then all it, we see is she's building one boat and it seems like a perfectly uh, sane hobby and then at the end of the movie when he's redeemed himself he throws a match and sets the whole pile <laughs> of boats on fire and it burns his whole house down <laughs> that'd be great but anyways uh, it's like the- bleeding gums is Fabergé egg habit <laughs> another Fabergé <laughs> egg smashes them <laughs> but anyways they're in the, the, okay, okay so so, so they and so they notice that in the in the picture of the room, the Lindbergh photo is in, is there, and so Morgan Freeman clicks on it, and it's like a link, and the link sure. takes us to this website where there's a webcam of some other room somewhere yeah. that was apparently makes the mind Gary real. Sonji's like kidnap lair, and they they do all this they move they can move the camera they decide they they discover they can move the camera, <laughs> and and they finally zero in. On a prescription drug bottle, in a mirror, that they get a name off of. And this webcam has more zoom technology I, than that like shit fucking Blade Runner. Blade Runner that he uses in Blade Runner, like where he's like zooming into mirrors and then through the reflections. And presumably and stuff. over dial-up too. It's just like really impressive tech. That fucking 
they zoom in to the prescription. I can't even read those things when they're a foot away from my face. This yeah. camera zooms right in. Pretty and they amazing. Get the address on it. Pretty amazing. Just the whole way all this works is it seems like it's supposed to be funny. Let's, I what, don't think what it I is. think is funny about this is like they're like, okay, so we've got a name. Let's track down this guy's name and address and all this stuff. And it's like, well, you also have like a website <laughs> with an IP address. You could just find out who's paying for that. Yeah. And no, we don't. None of us know about up. any of that stuff. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like the internet was so new yeah. that nobody knew how it worked at all. <laughs> and, it, and it never occurred to anybody. So screenwriters to just can get, get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't even occur to people to like get a guy to, to ask questions about the internet. Right. They're, not, they're like, we uh, who cares? Yeah. Nobody knows any of this shit. It doesn't matter. We yeah. just make it up. Yeah. Make up internet stuff. It's fucking. It's, it's great really though. funny. I, I love this kind of shit. So anyway, I don't know. Then they follow. Then they're like, do they? F- they go to his house. They find his lair. And it, like this is the inter- one of the interesting things about it is that just like pacing wise, it seems like they're zeroing in on this guy quicker than they should. Yeah. Like they're already at his lair and stuff. And you're like, wow, okay, this things are moving fast here. And then at a certain point, uh, they they foil like he's gonna he's he's using the girl because she has a communication with the guy to like trick uh, Anton Yelchin, baby Anton Yelchin. Cause yeah, what his, he really his wants master to do plan is, is to kidnap Anton Yelchin so he can kidnap two people from the same school at the same time. Yes. that's his like. And Anton Yelchin's the son of the Russian premier. So he'll have like these two. Yeah, so he'll have like. All these kids, plus in the you know, plus in the kidnapped kids can like have someone to play with. Yeah, yeah, and he'll be like Charles Lindbergh's, uh, the guy who kidnapped Charles Lindbergh's baby, who Richard Bruno Hoffman, who yeah. he talks Richard about. Richard Bruno Hoffman was a pussy. He's the greatest guy who ever lived, Richard Bruno Hoffman. He, yeah, he's I'm gonna show him up. You know, a lot of people think he didn't do it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. it was the Rosenbergs, in fact. Alger Hiss. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Langdon Auger is, is is who Anton Yelchin is playing in this movie. He's very quiet. I don't, know who puzzles. That is. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I fell for that one the other day. <laughs> I I actually had to look it up though. Yeah, because uh, uh, I was like, I did not. I I was like, I I'm like, God damn it! I know this is a Simpsons reference. And I can't remember who the fuck it is. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Langdon Auger. I totally, I totally got Matt. It yeah, he did. It was good. pretty great. It was pretty good. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, and and so there, he's going to try to kidnap Anton Yelchin, and Anton Yelchin is doing like almost basically almost gets caught, almost gets kidnapped. Yeah, he comes he comes really close, and then but like due to uh, you know the, their computer intelligence whatever doing no, good detective actually, stuff. That's actually just because Monica Potter and Morgan Freeman like decide, she's like, she's like it didn't seem right. Let's let's hang out here for a oh, while. They're going to do a stakeout. They do a stakeout. And he's he's like, like, you think this is going to be a fun stakeout? Like it fu- isn't. This is going to be a fun stakeout like the movie Stakeout. It's going to be more like Stakeout <laughs> Two with Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> he really says that. <laughs> I hate that Rosie O'Donnell. It's it's not only you had to make another stakeout. <laughs> it just it just feels a little lazy. It's not all her fault. It's just but why add more people? It's not the Lethal Weapon series. You don't need to just add four new characters every time there's a sequel. And also the important thing in a stakeout movie is the balance between the comedy and the action. They went too heavily in comedy in the second one. It just doesn't work as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what miserable puppets we all are, dancing, fucking. <laughs> hey, Somerset, we're going to be real glad to see you gone, you piece of shit. Yeah, a ton of, it's like great, great, like Alex Go Cross. Go build your boats. I do like Alex Cross's, like. Just look like, at all the passion on that boat. Ten minute, <laughs> ten minute dissertation on the uh, stakeout movies halfway through this movie. Yeah, he really goes on and on about the it's stakeout. Really I mean, like, nobody knows this much about the stakeout movies. <laughs> Th- those are minor hits. I mean, the first one was a minor hit, for he's, God's sake. He's sense. writing a book. I'm writing a tell-all. I'm doing an oral history of the movie Stakeout and another stakeout. Eight interviews with Richard Dreyfus, Emilio Estevez, Madeline, Mar- Madeline, Ma- Stowe. Madeline Stowe, and, of course, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> War Games director John Badham. Would you like to read a, a copy while we while we would do while we're on our stakeout? 
What I think we should do is what I think we should do is go across the street for some Chinese food, and we can have takeout and watch takeout. But they do a stakeout, and it, and it works really well. It's not as funny as the then later, mo- movie stakeout. Then later we can make out. <laughs> After we do a stakeout, we can make out. Uh, and the, the stakeout works great because they, the guy tries to kidnap the kids, and they get him. Yeah. Or they, they, stop, him they stop him from kidnapping. Criminal, then, ma- criminal mastermind doesn't seem to notice that Morgan Freeman is parked outside. Yeah. It's very funny, too, because like Michael Wincott's car gets all fucked up. It's like really fucked up. Like one of the wheels is gone, yeah. and it's just sort of like squeaking away, cre- creating sparks. And they're like, "Well, we can't get." <laughs> There's no way we'll catch him now. No we'll catch him like you could run him down, guys. What is happening? Yeah. But then they do a thing where they have to like they do a train a th- like an exchange where like Michael Wincott is making Morgan Freeman go on a like oh, wild I goose chase. This. I hate stuff like this. He's this like, happens in Dirty Harry. It's so I boring. I thought that this was really funny because he's like, he's like give me ten, uh, give me ten, ten million dollars. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, ten million dollars in diamonds. Right. I thought this was really funny because I it takes place in D.C. This part of the movie, and uh, and uh, I lived there for a long time, and so like the geography wasn't that crazy. Yeah. Um. Although, like, I don't think you could make it from like Pennsylvania to sixth in fourteen minutes on foot. But anyway, <laughs> this is way much way more running than Morgan Freeman yeah. would ever do again. Too. I also I don't think, think this is before uh, he added his claws where he can't move in movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they shot. I think the metro station that they use in this, the subway station, is not an actual DC one because the DC metro stations have this very iconic like tunnel. Oh, okay. <laughs> decoration. Yeah. But at a certain point, he's on a train. Yeah. And then the uh, and Monica Potter's on the train with him, so we know just to, like it's interesting. That, that this is something that we need to need to know because there's another person he's got to shoot out the window of the train. He's following the orders of the, yeah. the kidnapper, the quote unquote kidnapper. Right. And it's like the, as the train goes by, a guy, and, throw a the guy in a black jumpsuit with the mask on will be outside the train. You throw the diamonds out of the train, and the guy will catch it, and that's how we'll do the exchange. Yeah. And that all happens. Monica Potter's on the train with him. So there's a, so right. once we find out that Monica Potter is in on it, there's yeah. a second person. And then they ca- they catch Michael Wincott. They catch Michael. Well, yeah, there's a showdown. Wait, do they catch no, him or do no? They just Michael Wincott shows up. He goes to their house. He goes to her house. Yeah, and yeah. they're like hanging. They're hanging out and going like, "Well, great, we didn't get the girl back." Yeah. And also, and also now, now he's got a million. Now he's got ten million dollars in diamonds. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then, earlier in the movie, and then uh, we see Michael Wincott doesn't have the girl anymore. Yeah, he doesn't have the girl anymore. She's escaped. Yeah. Or no, she was. She didn't escape. She was re-kidnapped. Well, we by don't know else. that. No, but we just, don't know that. She's just gone. She's just like, gone. He's like, ah, oh, shit. So he goes to. Well, that that whole plan's fucked. Monica so now I'm gonna Potter's have a, sh- a showdown yeah. with these with these people. Before it's revealed that it's Monica Potter, we see that the uh, not the almost Timothy Oliphant, uh, Billy Burke, Twilight Dad, like has kid- has yes. re- has re-kidnapped. Yes. yes. And so uh, there is there's a scene earlier on when Morgan Freeman is talking to Monica Potter where she they do a Chekhov's Turkish shotgun and she's <laughs> like that was my dad's Turkish shotgun oh that's interesting anyways handmade in Turkland well I'm sure we'll, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we'll never that'll never come up again no. and uh, and then and so Michael Wincott shows up and just sort of wants to have a sort of like you don't understand how brilliant my mind is sort of thing and at one point Morgan Freeman goes well you got your twelve million dollars in diamonds so I hope you're happy now and he's like. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah about that. Million. Twelve million in diamonds, sure. And Morgan Freeman's like, "Wait, this guy didn't. This guy had nothing to do with these fucking diamonds. He didn't know about any ransom." Yeah. Oh, fun. Just a fun also, also the way that it's funny because the way he reacts it, to it when he says, "Yeah, uh, twelve million. Like, it's it's for the plot of the movie because he would because in reality he would go, 
what? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. What the what fucking diamonds? And be like, you know, the diamonds we gave you. Be like, what the fuck? Are you, what what, what fucking diamonds? diamonds? Yeah, he you know the ones go, I threw from I mean, the train. What train? Su- we're supposed to believe that <laughs> he's so that he's so crazy that he's going like, yeah, sure, sure, million, diamonds, you know, man. Uh, you know, diamonds. Okay, you know, but it's like so. It's, it's yeah. It's just it's just to prolong the the plot. I did want to I did want to point out a fun fact that I heard about watching this. You know how and, and this happens in movies all the time where you see. Uh, people like loading up a receptacle with diamonds or jewels or something like that, and they're just all in there together, and they just drop them into a container yeah. or whatever. This is not how jewels are handled. Diamonds are all as hard as each other, so if they're they mashed in together, other. they can scratch each other and fuck oh. each other up and yep. stuff. So that's anytime you see that in a movie, that's horse shit. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you have to wrap them individually. Got to wrap them individually. But those things are valuable. But that's not that's not like visually interesting. No. Just, it's a bunch of individually wrapped jewels. Yeah. That you have to yeah. <laughs> so. Just look they're at like, all those diamonds. They're like starbursts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bunch of wrappers. Uh, yeah. So uh, so they they have this this is this weird confrontation that ends with uh, him blowing Michael Wincott away with this Turkish shotgun, yep. and then also being kind of like, hmm, that was weird. Why didn't he know about the diamonds? What the hell was? What the hell is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Monica, meanwhile, Monica Potter has been tased by him this entire scene. She's, yeah. she's not doing anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's no different than if she was awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's about the same. <laughs> same amount of brain activity. So now they don't know where the girl is. But uh, then there's a whole scene where Monica Potter's like stalking around this place, mm-hmm. and she like finds Billy Birkin. And she's got her gun on him, and then it's a whole, you know, one of those, you know, it's one of the turns. It's one of those scenes. It's like, oh, Billy Burke is the bad guy. Then they start kissing, and it's like, oh, she's in on it too. too, And then he actually, they actually have dialogue where, like, they're walking around their, like, barn where they're keeping the girl. It's their kidnap farm. Their kidnap farm, yeah. And and Billy (laughs) Burke is like, what a great plan you had to kidnap from the kidnapper. You did all this research. For so many for so many weeks, she's like, I know, I know, and then she's and then he, she she kills him, and she kills him because t- t- ten million in diamonds uh, get yeah. split both ways. No thanks. Yeah, I, uh, I I did do I do like enjoy slash hate scenes where characters are explaining the plot their the stuff to each other. Explain our crime to me. <laughs> it's very what perfect it? for this movie. What was though? it we did? Ah uh, yes. Ah uh, yes. Thank you for reminding My me. My plan was indeed brilliant. I just like hearing it said out loud because it was such a good plan. Famous last words, Billy Burke. But this is exactly the kind of movie where like they yes. explain it and you and you totally expect it and when it happens it doesn't make me mad yes. it just makes me go like this is exactly what this is supposed to do they're going to go yep. they're going to go yeah so now we're in end game and and Monica Potter's got the little girl locked up in another she's now she's kidnapped in another probably a worse place than the boat cuz yeah. Michael Wincott was at least kind of he nice was nice to her. and she had a bed <laughs> yeah you know, I she's think he just, was feeding she's her. She's in like essentially this <coughs> weird dungeon. I don't. That Mon- Monica Potter has a giant dungeon, and it seems like it's impl- it's implied that, and it's also not an implied. He, she says like, "You didn't kill her. She's still alive." Like she, they're gonna kill this girl. Yeah. Like these guys are worse than him. It, but when she's going to find her, she this is with the intent intent of killing her now because she's got her diamonds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, but like because Billy Burke didn't want to kill her. Billy Burke was supposed to kill her. Like, yeah. You pussy, you can't kill a little girl. Well, I'll kill you and I'll go kill yeah, her. I'm the l- fucking the little really girl, bad. The little girl figures out figures it out though, because she's like, why? Why is she's like, no, why is nobody else out there with you? And yeah. She, and Monica Potter's like, ah, you got and me. And she immediately is like, open the fucking door. Yeah. yeah. Megan, open the fucking door. Open it. Has she? Bitch. Has she locked her out of there somehow? She is. Uh, she Megan has uh, the the little girl has like. Pushed her bed up against the door so like that Monica okay. Potter can't get in, right. and then Monica Potter like kind of like shoots through the right. door, misses her. Oh, I love it's, this. It's okay, funny. She, she she empties a full magazine into the bar, the side of the <laughs> barn where be, where the room is behind it. You she know? couldn't yeah. hit the side of a barn exactly. <laughs> so she shoots like you know 
eight to 12 rounds into this thing intending to kill the girl. And at this point, I'm thinking, you can't get away with this now. Like, yeah, she's there's no way she like, they're going to know that she shot like all these bullets for some reason. You know what I yeah. mean? There's just like, what's her? I'm well, thinking what's, like, what's her plan at this what, point? Yeah, what Take is her plan? I mean, what's her plan is to, I mean, have the diamonds. Sure. But like, she could have, so if she, so like that guy had the diamonds, right? Mm-hmm. So she kills him right. and then she has the diamonds. But it make, the, but makes it look like he was the one who was the, the mole. Yeah. That's what she should be doing. But the little girl still doesn't know. Right. She could, she could shoot him. And just fucking leave, right? And, and then, then they later, get the and then later on, they maybe find the girl alive or dead. Who fucking cares? The little girl, know. the little girl has no idea that Monica Potter's in on it. Exactly. That's a very good point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, What's her plan? I know. That's Stupid. Yeah. She just thinks it's somehow extremely necessary to kill the little girl because she knows she doesn't know you. Well, she, she exposes herself to her when she comes to the, to her door and is like, "Open the door, honey. It's me. Yeah. I'm your friend." If there was any kind of character to her character. We, we we would maybe there could maybe be a, like a, a reason like oh she wants to kill this little girl because she's crazy because whatever whatever had been whatever had been explained earlier in the movie as to her psychology mm-hmm. would be like oh well she's got to kill that little girl because she's actually a fucking psycho that ha- wants to kill little girls or whatever but in this is just like no nah, I'm gonna kill a little girl because I. Uh, because that's my because that's my character now because there's well, been a twist and it's been revealed I'm gonna kill you, a little girl. You can't really blame her because it's the first time she's ever had a thought. <laughs> Man, it's fucked up. Her first thought is to kill a little kill girl. A little uh, at, what, <laughs> at what point do they go to uh, Monica Potter's house? And find that she did all this research yeah. on her personal computer. Oh, there's and, and the, every <laughs> single piece of uh, de- the entire de- thing of her is, plan in, there, is yeah. in there. She was very meticulous about cataloging she was all of the taking some ev- serious notes on a criminal conspiracy. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman's like, you know, in everyone's defense, she was so boring. We we would have never seen it coming. We never would have known she was a terrible criminal. <laughs> she was such a bad actress. We never saw. We would never seen it coming. I swear to God, did you ever look into her eyes? It was like staring into the eyes of a chicken. It's a doll's eyes. <laughs> nothing in there. And they roll. White, you hear that what kind of chicken? Crispier. <laughs> Crispier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, There's nothing there. Nobody was home. Yeah, so like the little girl's doing like clever stuff to evade Monica Potter, who's now in bad guy endgame. And at a certain point she's gonna walk on top and I guess shoot downward at her. Yeah. But she breaks the she breaks the light and she's like, Clever girl. <laughs> whatever. And then Morgan Freeman shows up and they get into like a, they're pointing guns at each other or whatever, and she goes, Would you kill another partner? Like, just rub like, it, rub it goes, in. Yes. And he goes, you're not my partner. Blam! And then also he should go, and also that one wasn't my fault. <laughs> that, and I wasn't to blame there either. I really right? shouldn't It feel was weird that I was guilty about it. I should it. feel sad that my friend and partner died, but I shouldn't feel that it responsible for it. It was liter- It was really... If anything, it was the helicopter pilot who was like 40 <clears throat> feet above the, the car. I mean, what was that all yeah, about? Yeah, maybe she could have put the earpiece different, or like, we could have come... I mean, I guess we could have come up with a better plan. Well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> if Thanos has, hadn't used the, uh, the, the gauntlet to change the laws of physics, <laughs> we would have been fine, uh, but they, yeah, that's how it ends. Yeah, and, and, and it goes and back it, to his it, boats. No, but it does. But it just does. <laughs> does it, it go back to his? It does, I assume so. It does. Monsters Dad movies over. Yeah, yeah. In this one, like he's yeah, like he's they gets, really do. He gets the little girl, and it's the little girl and him walking off uh, away from the kidnapped farm, and the credits roll over it. There's yeah. a, there's a shot and of I cla- Mon- and I, cla- I actually maybe clapped because I was very like, brisk. I was there's a shot like, of Monica God. Potter lying dead, yep. uh, expressionless. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's to say it's the same as oh. other scenes in the movie. Oh. <laughs> um, Monica Potter, if you're listening, I'm sure you're. I'm sure. You're I'm very sure nice. you're a very nice woman, but you were terrible in this movie. You were good in Parenthood, but still the worst thing about it. 
Not the worst. She just was my least favorite character. Okay. It's not her fault entirely. She's the you know she's written that way. And character. she, was she plays a Nazi. Allegedly apparently. directed this way too, but yeah. You, know. <laughs> you can you can see why she's doing certain things in this movie, but in the end, it just doesn't work. I mean, I, I'm just saying, lights are on, no one's home. But it also, <laughs> it's not like it ruins the movie. No, or no, anything. no, no. no, no I found that it made the movie mo- more yeah. pleasurable to watch because every time she was on screen, I would not be able to stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I was like rewinding this movie, not for stuff like the crazy auto crash or like the you know the ridiculous internet shit. I'd be like, look, 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 the camera just moves away until she's just gone. <laughs> or like, what's look at her face, her eyes, they're dead. There's nothing inside them. This uh, this movie is as much a middle like straight middle of the road, uh, thriller I think as as like U.S. Marshals was, except it's like fun, leaner. And it has parts that are like. Fun. I found this to be like the ultimate suspense kills movie. This was like no, no, but that's, oh, what, yeah. no, but that's right what I mean. Is that it's yeah. like, but it's like, right but it's not pocket. good. It's not right, like right, right. it's not like a thing where you watch this and go like, well, this is a act- actually a good movie. It's right. like no, no, actually not a good movie. But I thought damn, Kiss, but Kiss but the Girls fun. was better. But this was totally fun. Kiss the this Girls, Kiss fun. the Kiss the Girls was actually one that surprised me. I, I went yeah. I went in going thinking like, yeah, this is gonna be some two and a half shit. And it's gonna be fine. And then I watched it and was like, actually, I kind of like this quite a bit. Yeah. Kiss the girls. Kiss the is girls actually- has that mind-boggling, wildly irresponsible uh, waterfall. Yeah, stunt. that stunt. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck happened? Well, they but- tried to recapture that magic with the CGI car wreck. <laughs> yeah. I think that may- maybe they were aiming for Kiss that. Kiss the girls also has Ashley Judd, who's yeah. very good in it, and like. Her and Carrie Elwes, you love Carrie Elwes. Oh, you Carrie Elwes, you can't, Elwes. can't get enough. I mean, Elwes. you know, Gary Flater directed it, so <laughs> Flater, Der Flatermouse, Der Flatermouse. You know, like this, like this has like the Morgan Freeman going through the motions, doing his character again, and then the Monica Potter, who's nothing. But I mean, the plot's fun, and it's got like Michael Wincott as the villain. You know, mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. I, I thought the twist was actually pretty fun. We're like, oh, okay, well that makes sense. I did. Although like it that, is one uh, when you look back and you go like, well, why didn't they question these Secret Service right. people more? Because they could have probably broken Billy Burke at the well, beginning of the movie. I generally did like that they tried to do the same Kiss the Girls twist in this one, and it still kind of worked, where it was like, oh, there was a second kidnapper. It's like, there's a second serial killer in Kiss the Girls. You know? Right, right. It's less ridiculous that there's a second kidnapper than that there's a second serial killer, too. Yeah. Well, that's maybe but, that's not quite as good. Yeah. <laughs> there's a line in the in the movie that that, that I laughed out loud at, uh, just an, an idea of how kind of like little attention they put into the the, de- the you know the the, the realism or the details of this they don't really give a shit which is kind of like uh, in a winning way in this movie but where it's like halfway through the fucking movie and someone goes like why megan you know why was it her her parents aren't anybody it doesn't make any sense and then morgan freeman goes you ask why megan that's a question we should have been asking from the start. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, that's like one of the one of the main ones, dude. Like one of the first. I'm questions. the best. I'm the absolute best at it. And man, I, that's like one. Of, that's a big one. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Uh, this is dur- this is during the confrontation between great job detective <laughs> between Wincott and uh, Morgan Freeman, and this is when he's like he's like showing him the fucked up inside of his head or whatever. Right. He's like, "I'm a gift to you, Alex. I'm living proof that the mind is a terrible thing." Uh. <laughs> and then he laughs like he really cracked himself up. Yeah. And then Morgan Freeman tells him, "I think you have a morbid desire to burn in hell." Jeez. Yeah. John Doe has the upper hand. John Doe has the upper hand. Uh, ratings. Three Judds. Nice. I'd go three and a half because I really had a good time watching this, but also it sucks. Yeah. Um, 
if I did give it a half a star extra, it would be solely for Monica Potter, who provided <laughs> so much entertainment value to me while watching this movie. Monica Potter, you've found your audience. Jeez. Mm. Oh, uh, zero Douglases. Yeah. Mm. There's no there's no sexy, sleazy stuff in this, really. There's not even any, like, threats of, like... I mean, not that there world should be, class, but there's not even World-class cocksucker? <laughs> yeah, still... Natural born cocksucker, and it's time to do what you were born to do. That's pretty. That's a pretty blue line. Yeah, yeah but it's like. But that's it. It's, it's delivered. Just a line. In, it just delivered in such a way that like you, you feel there's no threat of any sleaze happening, and there's not even a, not even any threat really ever of like Michael Wincott's gonna like do anything with these kids. When yeah. kid I mean, I, yeah, you know, now that you mentioned the, the opening sequence, maybe I'll give that a half a Douglas just because of the the sleazy dialogue. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. That's it though. That's it. That's like the max. Yeah. Uh, and I'm giving it. I'm giving it. Uh, an entire an entire room full of guilt boats, <laughs> guilt boats <laughs> that he sets on fire at the end. That's uh, amazing. He I mean, sets them out to sea. That was that Mike, would be great. That was just such an amazing scene fire. where she's like, "You've got to forgive yourself. It's been eight months." Are you like, kidding me with these he fucking seems, boats? He seems fine. <laughs> it's been eight months. That's not even that long, really. I mean, dude, right, partner if he, died. If he, if he had had like serious like guilt or PTSD over it, like eight months. That's okay. I mean, give him a little more time. He's an old, old man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Let him let him enjoy his fucking retirement. <laughs> I mean, let it, him just, enjoy <laughs> it just seemed really inappropriate. <laughs> Again, with the fucking little boats. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three as well. It's a very fun movie. It's very stupid and fun. I mean, the, the car crash, the internet stuff, mind-boggling, <clears throat> Monica Potter... Baby Elchie. And, 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 and in a, like, you know, I mean, this is a fun, bad movie, but also, like, the way that it plays against your expectations, I think, is neat. It's kind of like a, a neat call that they made there. Um, I think it's as good as Kiss the Girls. I didn't like Kiss the Girls as much, but I would like more of these. I wish they I kind of make, wish they made more of these now. With I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I would totally sit through three, four more of these. Absolutely. In a second. Uh, Morgan Freeman's not allowed to walk anymore contractually in no, his movies. He so. won't do it, and he won't do, do more than one take. Yeah. And he will uh, sexually harass you. <laughs> Last thing I saw him in was The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife. Ah. He played Ryan Reynolds' dad in that movie. Cool. Well, good for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give it one Douglas for the uh, natural-born cocksucker. <clears throat> a whole man, Douglas? I'm a natural-born cocksucker. Uh, yeah, I can hold that one. Why not? I gave it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, one Turkish-made shotgun. <laughs> nice. I thought you were going to go with a, a picture of O.J. Simpson. <laughs> what? One picture of O.J. Simpson. One picture of O.J. Simpson. One picture of Will Smith. <laughs> one picture of Khrushchev. Mikhail Gorbachev, please. Fella could have a good time in Dallas without that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give it three. I, I'm leaning towards two and a half because I think it's not actually good, but it like is fine. It's fun. Oh. Next so, to the other two movies, I'm up. I'm giving I'll it go, three. I'll go. Th- I'll go three because I had fun watching it for the most part, and I did enjoy the twist and stuff. But also, it's like it's like totally. I mean, it's totally like middle of the road shit. That's like yeah. here we go. Is is the thing? There's like not. There's nothing to write home it's about a, it's it. It's really. exactly what you think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. It does have like a you know a twist, but it's exact it's like that kind of thing where you're like, well yeah, this is what these oh, movies yeah. are supposed to uh, do. Exactly. I, this, I, is, oh, yeah. this is doing nothing more or less than exactly what one of these <clears throat> movies is supposed to Sometimes do. Sometimes you just like it, it hit the spot. You know what so, I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'll give it I'll give it three. 
And uh, I'm I'm going I'm giving zero Douglases. Even that line at the beginning just doesn't it doesn't quite do it for because it's like such a ridiculous thing that it's like what is even happening here? And he goes, "You're a natural born cocksucker." There's never a threat of any cock being sucked or that this guy is gonna do anything because it immediately is like, "What? I've been found by the cops!" And then the car ping pongs around a road, and then I'm like, "Wait, what happened? Did he say cocksucker?" A <laughs> Morgan ago? Freeman and Monica Potter have no sexual chemistry at all. Do you think they're trying to manufacture no. any? <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. no. But the movie I wanted him to. The movie never does even tries to do anything like that. No. Um I don't even think, remotely. I don't think uh, it even occurred to Monica Potter. <laughs> In fact, I can prove it. <laughs> and I'm going to give it uh, one baby Anton Yelchin. Yeah. Yeah. RIP. <laughs> I had a really morbid line of questioning with Molly when we were watching this movie about Anton Yelchin. Oh. I don't know should I bring it up? Sure. I, I mean, I guess I already did. I was just wondering, because, you know, he died He died tragically in this freak accident. Just yeah. like a total Hor- freak horrible. accident. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. But, you know, that probably has happened to, like, not a, like a non-zero amount of other people, right? Mm-hmm. You ever think those people are like, that's exactly how Steve died, and nobody cares about Steve? Yeah, but nobody cares about Steve. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about Steve. I mean, you're probably right. It's Steve was like, an asshole. It's a class action lawsuit I mean, against the like, guy who's saying that cares about Steve. Fuck. What was Steve famous? That's what I'm saying. Is like you know, did Steve think- play a classic Russian character in the Star Wars reimagining? <laughs> Star, Star Trek? Trek. Sorry. Did he play a classic Terminator character I mean, in an okay. unnecessary Terminator sequel? Yeah, yeah, I, think I don't think so. I think maybe I'm being hard on Steve. I agree. Anyway, but fuck Steve. Just compared, Steve sucks. I mean, Steve's fine, but compared to Anton Yelchin, Steve yeah. sucks. Was Steve in Green Room? Oh, was Steve right? in Basic Instinct 2? No, but neither was Anton <laughs> Actually, Yelchin. he was. No, he was. Steve, does he play Sharon Stone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Steve plays whatever the, like, uh, Steve, Johnny Dip or whatever, the guy that's fucking Sharon Stone in the in the sex party. Oh whatever God. the guy's name is. Oh, I got it here somewhere. A Dickie Pep. Dickie Pep. That's <laughs> 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 Rip- Richard Peppuccino. Dickie Pep. Now, right. this is a bad... Let's talk about Basic Instinct 2. This is two. a bad movie that I enjoyed. Basic Instinct 2 Risk enjo- That I enjoyed, but is not... It's not like... It's the opposite of uh, of Along Came a Spider in that way, where it's like, well, this is giving you nothing you want, really, except... But it is but it is, uh, this is sometimes n- hilarious. This is notable for some very interesting reasons, it's I think. Very, it's very bad <laughs> and stupid. The, the main yeah. reason it doesn't work at all is because you cannot make this movie unless you are a perv. We're all over the crime scene. We haven't got a case, Roy. Well, just make one. We'll order a psychiatrist to say she's a danger. Gotta make sure we get somebody good and tough. Dr. Glass. This is Catherine Trudeau. So is this where we're gonna do it? So you're a writer. What do you write about? Oh, the sexual. The violent. Basic instincts. Sorry, you're not allowed to smoke in here. You know what I like about you? You enjoy being in control. Like me. I'm not the one who's on trial for murder. Not yet. Yeah. Paul Verhoeven made Basic Instinct, and he is one of cinema's greatest perverts. Michael Caton Jones, director of The Jackal and Memphis Belle, does not rate. Well, also, you, 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 it makes you miss Joel Esterhaus. I've, I agree. Like Instead, you, they got Henry Bean. You, go, you, you listen to this, and you go like, oh, "Man, this is this this dialogue is this dialogue wants so bad to be like uh-huh. some sleazy shit, and yeah. it just can't." It feels like it hates itself. The it's dialogue. like the guy writing. It's like 
Almost, you know, they, they almost, or maybe right. they wrote that down and they went, no, 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 I, no, I can't write that. And well, Joe Lester has to be like, yeah, and then he says this. There's a scene where, uh, there's a scene where, genius is fucking, oh yeah, fucking, <laughs> The oh, scene where yeah. David Thewlis is confronting David Morrissey and he's like, you don't even know what you're doing because your, your, ma- your face is buried in a pussy or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> fine, okay, Professor Thewlis. See if from- you could do that without s- the smell of a pussy in yeah, your brain. Exactly, like, yeah, okay, th- thanks, Professor Lupin. Let's get back to work. <laughs> But, uh, but I have so many notes. That doesn't so compare to like Dezunza in the first one going like, you got that magna come out of pussy all up in your brain. You know what you I have mean? To, you have to believe in this stuff. Verhoeven and Esterhaus believed in this stuff and thought that they what they were doing was great. Nobody people, here thinks nobody that. here thinks that they're doing something great. And in fact, including they seem, Sharon Stone, they seem to think that they're making something like the. It seems like. They're all going like, well, we can't make this tawdry. We have to make it a real, like a classy movie, because yeah. otherwise we're just making like garbage. We're just making like <laughs> bullshit. And it's like, no, no, make the garbage. Because it's, it's not tawdry it's or like s- sexy at all. It's got like that showgirls problem where it's like, well, this doesn't turn anybody on. It's a on. step away from being th- being where it needs to be or something. It's like just missing that thing where you're like, man, you could make it as bad as it is, but if you cranked up the like, yeah. the like. Sleaze a bit or something. Well, the, it would kind of be. It would. Ki- it would maybe be a better movie, even if, if even if it made it a worse movie. It'd be more. It certainly be would be more entertaining right. during some of the scenes where you're like, "Why is this scene on here?" You know, please get back to the scene where David Morrissey's like Just banging chicks, doggy styling some lady. <laughs> <laughs> and it is—it totally is like some lady, like four different times too. No, he just—he yeah. just like randomly just starts fucking different ladies. The, the coffee shop girl, and like he's oh, got that other girlfriend. Fr- yeah, and then he gets a call while he's fucking her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking a lady while he's looking at Sharon Stone's picture on a book jacket. That was my favorite. Come he's on. just like—he's like doing the O face from Dexter. It's he's just, just a like, picture of her face. He's just like violently, madly <laughs> fucking this woman who doesn't oh, see—he doesn't yeah. seem to be enjoying it at all. And then he's like looking, and it's like. An old photo of Sharon Stone too. And she just like it's ugh, it's so weird. My favorite part was when he goes to the bookstore to buy a bunch of Sharon Stone's books, and it's just like him getting in line at the cashier, and he's just got the book. He's like halfway through it already. He's got a stack of Sharon oh. Stone. He just he's devouring I can't him. Stop! I think he's it's actually such a good reading. Writer. He's actually reading Shooter, the <laughs> book that she wrote about yeah. Nick from the first movie. But she talks about that. Uh, yeah. We get we get her finally like reading passages in her voice. Oh my god! Oh, it's so it, good. Passages from the book. That, I got a lot of that. She's a terrible writer. It's she's awful. Awful. That shit's so fucking bad. Well, if this movie, I just want to say, if this movie has a purpose or if, if this movie achieves anything, it is that it really makes you appreciate even more that Basic Instinct works as a oh movie, my god. and it really makes you like appreciate how essential Paul Verhoeven and Joe Esterhaus were to that fucking project. Oh yeah. I mean, because they just thought we can do it again if we have Sharon Stone. Presumably, they just, you know, the Sharon Stone is the linchpin. If we can't yeah. get her, we can't do it, but we can, we can. And it's it's a Cinemax. This is a Skinemax movie now. It, it it's a very have, boring Skinemax well, movie. It's, it's well, it a very boring, in, it's just, a, it's nothing. It takes place in England, too, so it feels like a, like if you took out some of the nudity, it just feel like a BBC TV right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if you could, you just like cut, need, cut around, because there's some like, because there's like a bunch of like graphic fucking in it. So like it 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 earns those Douglases for sure. Verhoeven's Basic Instinct looks like a fucking it's a great looking movie. Oh, it's, it's got Devon. this just yeah, it's just beautiful. Like the moment that you start watching it, especially on Blu-ray, you're like this is a fucking gorgeous movie. Every every frame is meticulous, and this yeah. is the uh, this is nothing like that. This is just like point the camera sort of thing. Joe Westerhouse's script is a tr- he's a true believer perv. Yeah. 
And he clearly wrote that thing jacking off the entire way through. <laughs> Nobody was jacking off while they were writing this. No. no. It was a fucking job it's to this. I couldn't even I couldn't even get it up to jack off while I was watching it. <laughs> and I tried. <laughs> yeah, believe it. me, I tried. Well, uh, there weren't enough chicken suits in this. Yeah, one. well, that's true. I was out of blue chew. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Jesus. Did you just put on some Brahms in the background while <laughs> you were watching it? Was you? it Brahms? <laughs> Brahms is my guy. Uh this movie Maybe. stroke music. It was interesting that uh, oh, yeah. all three of these movies start with a car crash. That's true. They do. <laughs> Fuck. Not well, bad. The inciting incident at the beginning of all three of these is like a car accident. That's that, absolutely so, right. But a good contrast from between this one and the first one is that, like, okay, so in Basic Instinct, like, the opening sequence is, like, she's fucking this guy, and it's, like, there's a lot of sex and nudity and stuff, and then she jabs him through the fucking face with an ice pick, and it's blood everywhere oh, and all this man. shit. And this is just, like, Sharon Stone's driving a fast car, and there's, like, a sleepy dude in the passenger seat, and then she wrecks the car. I think he's fingering her. He is, is he? Fi- he's fingering her, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And she's about to come, as we find out. She's doing that whole, like, is can you believe that I'm saying these sexy things to you in an interrogation setting? Am I shocking you? And, you, yeah. and it's just like, it's 15 years later. I just don't think people are like, no. what were you doing that night? I was having sex. And they're like, hey, okay. Well, I liked uh, for you. The, the first of okay. many, many hilarious bits of dialogue in this movie is in this scene where the guy who's like, I guess he's been drugged or something like that. Yeah, they, they named the drug. He, he goes... Uh, uh, has he been drugged or has he just been taking drugs? Uh, I think no. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it, like it fucking matters. Who cares? He's on DTC though. Whatever that is. She's and got she's a like, risk addiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. she sure supposedly. Does. They're but driving she, fast. He's fingering her. She's coming. And he goes. He goes. I can't move. And she's like, You don't have to. You're in a car. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. What I do, I do enjoy Sharon Stone in this quite a bit. I though. do she, too. Yeah. She like the way she delivers her. She's like it's bad dialogue, but she's right for that. She's trying to deliver it with some real relish. Yeah, and I mean, like whenever she's reading passages from her book, you can almost see her laughing at it and going like, "What is this?" She I takes, hope, she takes I it exactly. She was paid as, very well for this movie. Yeah, I, I can't. I think I think that would be. Well, I think this movie had a thirty million dollar budget or something. I have to assume twenty of it is. She had to Sharon Stone. I she had to have been paid. After they made Basic Instinct to be on retainer to possibly make this movie for something. years or something, I imagine. Yeah. Because that's the only reason I could see her doing it is like, just keep giving me money, and then eventually if we make this movie, I'll do it. If not, I've made, already made money off of this movie yeah. we'll never make. She's the only reason the movie exists. I mean, she's the yeah. everything to this movie. For so a while, I, have to assume, I don't know if it was this paid. script, but for a while they were going to try to do this with Cronenberg. Basic, basic Instinct 2 specifically? Yes. With Cronenberg? Yes. Can, that was, that was that. a rumor that was going around for a while. I mean, I can't think of anybody who's not Paul Verhoeven who I would go like, hey, they, maybe that would work. Yeah. That would work. It would be totally different, but that would be great. At least it would be at weird least, and fucking pervy and yeah, strange. At least you it's know made I mean? by a perv. But it would be a different, but it would be like, what's, okay, let's, it would be like even like you, let's get even ickier here. Maybe. Where, where, yeah. where are we going? Yeah. Where's Where's Cronenberg yeah. going to take who knows? this person? You know, at uh, least we know that that guy is like can do some weird sexual obsession. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Sharon Stone's getting fingered by this dude who's passing out on DTC. They go flying. And he's like a, into the tan, he's a the footballer Thames. or something. He's a footballer. It's in London. It's in London, uh, foggy London town. They go, ca- they go. Fl- the car goes flying off a bridge or whatever into the Thames, mm-hmm. and they're sinking down there. And she, she, she spends she, about thirty seconds maybe trying to save him. She goes, "Wake up, you fuck!" And, and he's like, she, "Well, well bloody passing she's out like, on eh. DTC." And, yeah, she try, but she does try a little bit. And, they, and, they show us this, and and like later on when people are you know uh, questioning her about that, it's like 
it's it is like that thing where she's she's like being it's just you know she's bad because she didn't save him or whatever. But then you're like, but like also she's right. Like that guy's a heavy dude. What the fuck am I gonna yeah. save him and my? I, I have to. She tra- I'm surprised she tried a little bit. Like what the fuck? And does did they find out that they has that she has drugs in her system or booze? I don't know something. I yeah, she's drunk or something. I just don't remember because I mean, like at the worst, it's negligent homicide. Yeah, right. At at, at best, it's like a, just a tragic accident. At any rate, at she, she gets didn't away with fuck it. him to death. Right, she fucked that guy to death for his money. But what the reason I bring it up though <laughs> is because like so <laughs> by the en- by the end of this movie, we see that there's been like a kind of a plan that she's executed. Yeah. And it's like, is this part of it? Was she? Did she do this to get in with David Morrissey know. to do her thing, or was it just like, well, now I'm in this situation and I'm going to have some fun and entertain myself by manipulating this guy? All she is I, addicted to risk. All I know is that this movie's right. bad, uh, but I wish that there were like six more movies with Catherine Tremel like <laughs> fucking, fucking and murdering people to what for the to like write the plots of her book like yeah. that should be a tv series it'd be like murder she wrote but like murder she did or yeah whatever. she's a terrible pro stylist and she can't come up with her own ideas she just writes stuff that i really love happens. that that's the thing that that's no, the thing it's not true she absolutely comes up with her own ideas i mean she plans and executes these crimes yes yeah. oh i guess but so. that's the thing in in that happens in in movies all the time with people writing books where it's like they're when they write their finish their book or whatever it's just the shit that happened in the movie right and you're like so you didn't write a fucking book you just wrote you just wrote down the thing that what happened. happened yeah <laughs> that's like not it's uh, this movie is not is, is not exclusive to that trope it's just it's a strange trope i was like this is what this is what fucking happened in the why would you write that book what the fuck? yeah but dicky pep was made up dicky pep <laughs> Uh, so she's so she's like show, now she's getting interviewed by David Thewlis, yeah. uh, Washburn, the angry cop who fucking just hates her right off the bat. Yeah, he calls. He's immediately calling her a cunt. They're trying. They're trying for that De- Esther Haas flavor. Uh, and this is David she, Thewlis like, is, is the only one who gets close to it because like he's he he brings that Thewlis energy to it. And so you're Thewlis like, will bring will bring it in the shittiest. I, of movies. I think he's the only person. He's the only one of any outside of Stone who gets close to the like original where you're like yeah yeah yuck right this this person everybody else just feels like they like were, you know like okay the lady from Rome is like in it and uh that's Han- right Lucius Farinas's wife Hannibal's boyfriend uh uh Will uh Will Graham Sh- Charlotte Will, Rampling Will, Will, Will Graham is in it yep, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Rampling where you're like oh, Charlotte Rampling yeah Oh come on, Charlotte Rampling. Uh, yeah, this is like they they wanted to get. Sh- the, it's very important to get Sharon Stone saying sexy, provocative things in an interrogation setting. So they do that a lot in this, and this is where she's like, "He was definitely breathing when we went off the road." And he's like, "How do you know?" She's like, he was making me come. Yeah. You like that? Making me come. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, oh, might well, she might as well say that to the camera and be like, "If you don't like this, you might as well turn it <laughs> off now." This is the rest of the movie. This is the whole movie. You were having sex at 100 miles per hour? 110. I must have hit a pothole. <laughs> wow. She's addicted to risk. She's saucy. And then at one point, she's like talking about, he's like, you don't seem very body, upset. A body wench. She goes, you don't, know, you don't <laughs> seem very upset about it. And she goes, I am upset. Who knows if I'll ever come again? <laughs> That's a good one. I laughed out loud at that one. There's a lot of good ones. <laughs> the dialogue that, that I have down here is going to make this movie seem more fun than it is. I, yeah. uh, just a warning out there. This is a tough well, set, What's, what's funny about all that all that dialogue, because it's like fucking front to back with lines like oh, that. Yeah. It's really loaded. 
It's that it's it's all happening in these like pristine, very mm. boring offices, yes. and people are just like sitting and talking. Yes. It's not like Basic Instinct, like the first one, where there's like fucking the cameras flying all over the place, and everybody's just like covered in grime and sweat, and all the men are just disgusting pigs. You know what I mean? It's That's just like it's not overheated. Classic interrogation scene is so vivid that yeah. the, I mean, it's amazingly. This is, this is just so tame. It's so like genteel almost. It's like tepid. There's you know? a table. Yeah, it's so like, and he like, you know, David Morrissey is like this hotshot psychiatrist who has like an office in that iconic like whatever Easter egg shaped yeah, building, the Easter egg in, building in London or whatever it's called, and like, right. you know, it's got to be like he's got to be like so basically famous and as as you know like the best psychiatrist in fucking foggy London town, mm-hmm. and it's just it's so boring though, like it you would think that they could yeah. make that visually exciting, but they don't. Yeah. No. The movie with all this dialogue, and I'm going to read a ton of it, is is, is just, it's shocking how boring this movie is. Mm. It, it was it was in how long? Like hour fifty? It's like it's almost like two almost hours. Two hours. Come on now, give me a break. But anyways, David. So she's on she's on trial now, and David Morrissey. Well, David is Morrissey there. is there to to see if she can stand trial. He's trying to like yeah. they're trying to figure out if she's like competent to stand trial. If he think if they think she did this on purpose. Yes. And he's like, oh, I think she's got a risk addiction. Yeah, he says he kind of has her number. She vacillates between a feeling of godlike omnipotence and a sense that she simply doesn't exist, which of course is intolerable. <laughs> he says that uh, the greater the ru- the greater the risk, the greater the proof of her omnipotence, her existence really. Her only limit for her would be her own death. Mm. And uh, and she's like saying these mean things about her, and she's like staring back at him in court. And uh, I suppose during this time she's formulating. Yeah, I feel like this plot. Is, she's gonna get revenge on him for saying shit about her. In I court. think that's what it is. Like yeah. Yeah, she, she he ha- he he has her number and and like calls her out. And psychopaths don't like being called psychopaths. And this is her getting revenge on him for. I it. just I just think the end the ending of this movie in the beginning of this it's like just sort of they just went like yeah, and then this is what happened. And you're like, does right. she have a plan? Who fucking knows? Oh, we don't ever actually find out. <laughs> I'm not even certain. Like, because at the end. When they do the, the sort of the reveal, I was like, "So is that how it happened, or does the ending?" So because the ending is so dumb, because you, you could there's like two or three points where she's going like, and then you did this, where you're like, "He did? No, you couldn't have because because yeah. like literally in the movie we saw him doing a different thing, right? During we'll, we'll that get scene. to it. It's and really so, weird. So it's like that kind of thing where it's like I think it's supposed to be like she's convincing him, yeah, that that's what happened, yeah. Because it it certainly is like because he's cuckoo not, bananas. Because certainly is not what happened. Because one of the murders, yeah. one of the murders happened while he was fucking this other lady, right? And he gets a phone call about it, and so he couldn't. He literally couldn't have done that with what the movie showed us. So if the movie is actually trying cheating. trying to make us believe that that's that it happened differently, then it's like, well, then you should have made a different movie right. because that wasn't <laughs> what that wasn't happened. what happened. Because <laughs> then she goes. I think it's just her. Tra- I think it's just her like. Tricking him, tricking him, like making him think, like like putting it in his head, like yep, this is what happened, and well, also then giving her the him the book and going like, and also the well, he's been the, convicted uh, of those crimes too, so <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it. It's very have to. F- well, we got to. I got a lot of. I got reams and reams of saucy we, dialogue to read. Let's get to at least through this fucking trial part that was yeah. so boring. Well, it's they really they. She, you love courtroom scenes, man. It's, I mean, who cares? She goes. To, she ends up. It's basically just a, a way a setup for her to be become his patient. Yes. I do like the shot where they're leaving the courtroom and she's just staring into the TV news cameras. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really funny. She's so sinister. Uh, basically, like for, for whatever reason, they drop the they drop the case against her, and then she shows up at David Morrissey's office, and he's like, "Oh no, you're a scary lady." And she's like, "You said some things that really, uh, you know, cut to the core." And I want you to do psych- do I want therapy, you to therapy on me. me. 
And he's like, well, I can find someone that w- that will do therapy for you. It's a con- conflict of interest, yeah. <laughs> clearly, because I testified against you and stuff. And she's like, I don't want anybody else. I want you. And I'm very, I'm very persuasive when I want to be. And he's like, fine, let's just, all right. She, and she right away starts in on it, like, when you think about fucking me, <laughs> like, right away with this shit. <laughs> and I know you do. My favorite dialogue there is where she starts, she's like smoking. smoking. He's like, you can't smoke in here. And she's like, that's a rule. I don't like rules. Well, I have some of them, and that's one of them. That line made me laugh so out loud good. because it's like, what? Somebody wrote that, and then some people said it, and they recorded it and put it in a movie. That's really Well, amazing. I have some of them, and that's one of them. I do like the goofy, uh, what? The, the goofy thing where she has uh, cigarette lighters that are famous London architecture. Yeah. Like, there's a Big Ben one, and then there's one that's the building that his office is in, the, the Easter egg building. <laughs> Easter egg building. And it's supposed to be like a, a, a gotcha bit of evidence for later in the movie, but it's, it's just ridiculous. And so, like, he, it never, it never feels earned or anything like that, but at a certain point, he falls under her sway and is seduced by her. Um, and it is in a, in like, while he's, you know, doing, it is later said that he's doing therapy with her every day. She's coming in every day, right. five days a week. Jesus. Uh, but he goes into a bookstore, uh, and, uh, reads one of her books. How does he have time to read all her books if he's doing therapy with her? And every fucking day? all these chicks and, and killing all chick these people, chick, killing people possibly. Uh, but this is this is a passage from an actual Catherine Tremell book. Oh, this stuff's the best. On the morning of March 3rd, the woman... I liked it that it starts with a date. It's weird. The, on the morning of March 3rd, the woman knelt naked at the foot of the bed. Okay. Her back to him, her head on a pillow. Shooter raked his fingers through her blonde hair and twisted it tight. She groaned, her breath catching as he suddenly yanked her, like a rider pulling on a horse's mane. The veins on his arms began to bulge as he roughly drew her onto him. And then this is a thing that later on uh, uh, Moriarty replicates, and they do it like slowly, where he's like uh, Moriarty. A, what? What? Morrissey. Morrissey. Where he's fucking a he's fucking a chick from behind, and you see him like slowly <laughs> yeah. move his hand to where, and you're like, oh, he's gonna do it. He's gonna do it. And he grabs her hair and like pulls her back, like as described in the book. And uh, and she's like, hey, what? <laughs> and like at this yeah. exact awkward moment, of phone the phone rings, and he's like, oh yeah, oh, better well, go it rings, that. it rings, and then it's and then it goes to the answering machine, and it's his wife who's being who's like, this guy got murdered. Ah. Yeah. His ex wife, his ex wife, uh, the lady from Rome, lady and from it's Rome. Luther's Luther's wife, as well. Oh, she's Luther's wife too. Uh, I've, never watched, I've never watched in, Luther. Indira Varma. Yeah, Lucius yeah. Varinus's wife. Lucius Varinus's wife, Luther's wife, fam- famous wife in British TV shows. I kept thinking she was in uh, Game of Thrones, but then uh, when I looked her up, I'm like, oh, no, she's in Rome. Yeah. I think she is in Game of Thrones. Well, I don't think, I looked up her filmography and I didn't see her. I thought she was Pedro Pascal's sister. Uh, mm, maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, that seems right. Sure. But anyways. Uh, maybe, uh, yeah. So people are, people are kind of occasionally getting picked off. Uh, Sharon Stone is occasionally seeding information that uh, David Thewlis's character is like dirty, right? And then also, um, Will Graham from Hannibal mm-hmm. is in the, is in the movie for about three minutes. He's like a he's like he's, a trash journalist he's, who's he's ra- Freddie Lounds, who's yeah. who's fucking uh, he's fucking David Morrissey's ex wife. Yep, from Rome, from Game of Thrones, from Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and he's he's gonna do a. You can imagine how much of a fucking sensation this would be. He's gonna write an article about this therapist guy about how he did bad therapy, and then a, a guy he did therapy on went and killed someone. Mm-hmm. So you could see how this like any magazine would want this article. What a sensation it would be. Well, anyway, he gets killed. 
Yeah, and, and everyone keeps going like, this is going to destroy your career if it turns out that someone you did therapy on killed people, I guess. There's some weird wild-haired dude that Sharon Stone keeps hanging out with. Yeah. That's like supposed to be, I guess, some... Maybe it's Dickie Pep. Doctor. That might be Dickie Pep. I don't think that's Dickie Pep. There uh, is a... That, uh, probably the highlight of the movie is uh, this scene where he goes and follows Sharon Stone on like her escapades. To the sex cauldron. To the sex cauldron. Yeah, that guy's Dickie Pep. Pep. And he's like looking down through the skylight at the sex cauldron and he's just going to town on, she's on Sharon pl- Stone. She's getting plowed, just plowed. and looking up uh, at just him. In like the orgy room? In yeah. like the orgy room. I don't know. It's, it's, that's the one part of the movie where it kind of comes alive and you're like, there, there, there you go. Be, there needs to be like do. a scene in this movie where like David Morrissey is like banging like the barista or whatever. And instead of him looking over and seeing the, the, the back of the book jacket, it's just like like the vertigo Jimmy Stewart shot of her face like going in and out in and out like this while she like laughs and is getting pounded by Dickie Pep I mean the the way the the way to make like they're, if you're going to make sequel to this to this kind of movie and uh, like US Marshals to a, a degree as well is like do the fucking silly thing that you think is ridiculous as the sequel because right. what the why the fuck else why are not? you doing this? Yeah, it's totally a waste of time for you to watch the movie where Sharon, where Catherine Tremell does this again. Yeah, what you should, well, what this movie should be is Catherine Tremell's the good guy and she finds she meets her match or man or woman doesn't matter. Or but or there I don't mean go. I don't mean not the good guy. You don't necessarily need a twist either, but just like like that scene where she's where she's in the orgy room at the sex cauldron, like just to have more of that then, like sure. just just like fucking because there's not uh, there's not there's there's a lot of like like nudity and sex and like pervy stuff in this movie not as much as basic instinct but but it also yeah you could also turn it up more just fucking put more of that in there that's what we're here for what the fuck i would have liked to have seen a movie where sharon where Catherine tramell like meets her match yeah also the guy in this is not a the guy david morrissey sucks the guy in this is like a real wet wet noodle he's a wet noodle Like, like one of the interesting things about basic instinct is that the guy that she pulls under his sway is is a corrupt like scumbag. Yeah, but Michael he, Douglas is a piece of shit in that movie. Like it works great. Yeah, there's like there's like this. And thre- this is just the the standard like square guy gets like pulled in. This is this is what happens in Body of Evidence. Yeah, yeah. like the square guy with maybe some hidden desires is taken in. And that was pervier and funnier anyway. Infinitely pervier. Yeah. Like, my God. I mean, she fucked that guy to death. Fuck that guy to death. It went to trial. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's murder. <laughs> Crazy. But, but like, yeah. It, the, Everything about this is so tame and, and kind of like bored and trying to be kind of we're trying to make a real movie here, people. And it's so it's so dumb. Yep. Uh, but people, but bo- bodies are, are are popping up. Will Graham has been choked to death with a belt. Yep. And then uh, and then uh, Dickie Pep turns heat. So everyone's getting killed with belts. Yeah. Right? And then when he finally does start to bone bone stone. She, uh, she, she tries to choke him with a belt while they're while they're boning it. That's a per- pretty good metaphor for how how just inert this is compared to the original one. The original one, she's stabbing people with yeah. a fucking ice pick, and this one, like, oh, choked him with a belt. Yeah, it was a belt. There's a scene where she does use the ice pick on some ice, though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah she, I remember she, that. She, she looks mournfully looks, at the ice pick. She kind of looks at it like, oh, I wish that I was watching Basic Instinct. Like, yeah. we all we all wish we were watching that movie. Yeah. Instead Did they of this ever one. say <laughs> what happened to Nick Curran in this? I don't remember. Mm, no, she talks about him. Yeah, um, she has a little story, but like, she just it's just about how they hung out and fucked. But she 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 always mm-hmm. she refers to him as was. She refers to him in the past tense, so it's right. like which could just be her referring to someone. Sure. I mean, that's smart for them not to. Because sure, it's sure. Like I was just curious because it seemed like the kind of movie where they would throw in a line where it's like, and then I killed him or something like that. You know what no, I mean? No, I think it. I think it was smart in some sure. ways like that, where it's like, it's not. We're not gonna. 
Because also, I think that you know you don't want to be like, and then at the end of the, and then at the end of that last movie when he got killed, it's just sort of like yeah. she. It's so long. It's so. F- like much later than that that it's like whatever it leaves <laughs> they are leaves not, open they are the option th- that we could still get a basic instinct three where michael douglas is back yeah. he's 84 years old sharon stone is like 68 and they're like in the same retirement community together or something like that <laughs> and she gets him to steal like extra cakes or something like that i don't know jesus <laughs> figure uh, I, out, we'll figure out something. Okay, I'm I wanna, on okay, it. I want to see that. Okay, uh, but anyway, it's just boner pills. Bodies are bodies are piling up. At a certain point, his uh, his wife is killed, not with a belt, but her the throat ex-wife. is slashed. This, yeah, yeah the ex wife, uh, the lady from from Rome and Game of Thrones and Luther. Uh, this is a, a extremely funny scene uh, where he sees he sees her like talking to a blonde lady. I don't know if it's we're sure that it's Sharon Stone, at least from his perspective. And then they go into a bathroom. And he goes into the bathroom after her, and then you hear like, "Ah, oh, oh. and he's like, "Ah, these bloody, these bloody ladies are doing uh, doing the horizontal mambo in this bathroom." It's scissoring. And he's like pushing open all the different stalls, and you hear, "Oh, mmm, oh, sex, yeah." And he's like, oh, "We're gonna see, we're gonna see for my bloody self." And, and he then pushes it it's open. Timely Jones in a chicken suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's way even funnier. He pushes open the door and she's like bleeding ground, to death because like, her throat's oh, been slit. Ah. Those noises were her dying. <laughs> she's going, mm. oh yeah. <laughs> she's not saying oh yeah, but it is like they're, they're, it is trying to do like the oh that's what sounds like pleasure. It was actually right. pain, but it, man, it really sounded way too much like pleasure. They didn't they didn't get the balance quite right. It's very silly, very bad. Uh, and that's when things are really starting to go bad for David Morrissey. Well then, doesn't doesn't he go and confront Charlotte Rampling at this point? It's pretty much the end of the movie, isn't it? Yeah, we're getting there. He he confronts uh, he confronts Sharon Stone, in in a yeah. like a very important scene because Sharon Stone gets naked a bunch. Don't they start fucking at this point now, or what? I, I th- no, he's he's fucks her before the confrontation. Okay, I don't remember what precipitates it. I think it's it's one of those things where he's like, I think that you're doing this, and then it turns out that due to the way that you've set up the evidence, now right. I don't think that you did it, and I feel bad. And she uses that to coerce him into having sex with her, and that's uh, that's where she like they're fucking, and you get like a brief shot where you're like, that's kind of graphic, I guess. And then she throws the belt over his neck, yeah, yeah. and she's like, "Do you trust me?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, uh, no, you really shouldn't, yes, you really shouldn't." She's clearly. She might not be responsible for these murders or whatever, but She's, come on now. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you know, protect, be safe. Acts like you if know. you ever meet a person in life who just acts like a villain, just be uh, err on the careful side. I mean, I let, I'll say this for her: she's soliciting uh, uh, consent. Yes, she, affirmative consent. It's good. Sure enough, and yeah, and he, he may, maybe he enjoys this this belt sex. I think they just kind of cut away pretty quickly after this. Wow. This mo- this movie doesn't have the stomach for it. No, it really doesn't. It's very disappointing. It's kind of obligatory. It's like, well, we gotta get this and get the boobs. At least, at least Stone is game. Uh, you know, she gets naked a bunch. Yeah, still, still a great looking lady. She's fun in this movie. She's, she's the fun. only interesting fun thing in it because she's just like leaning in a little bit. Really, really chewing the scenery, particularly all, all the movie has in this last scene. Or well, this isn't the last scene, but this is like the, the the I would I would say the centerpiece because she's in a robe. Around a hot tub, yeah, 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 and the robe's like coming open occasionally, and then she eventually takes the robe off and slips into the into the hot tub, and then she starts kind of like confessing all of her murders to him, and this this has him morally outraged. Of course, it's it does. Driving him nuts, and she did kill his. That's uh, a bloody outrage! <laughs> it is. Oh, bloody outrage! 
Very sticky wicket. <laughs> what a thing to happen. Uh, oh, man, this, this is so much weird dialogue. <laughs> this stuff. It was a pity uh, Kelly was going to have to kill. I don't know. So she's like basically confesses to killing a bunch of people in the hot tub. Right. Even some people that maybe she didn't kill. And then she says something that like that fully pisses him off, and he goes and like tries to choke her in the in the hot tub. And right. he's got her. And she and this is like classic Catherine Tremell where he's like choking her under the water, and she's still making like an evil face, like going like ha ha ha. This is great. Right. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted, even though she might be dying here. She smiles like at him. And she's that's when he smiles at him while he's her. choking her to death under. She's She's addicted to the risk, man. She's got risk addiction. Let's yeah. face it. But also she can use that later on then to tell people that like, oh, he tried to kill me. So he killed all those people. And so he can convince his friend Charlotte Rampling. And then yeah, then he unfortunately shoves her and cracks her head open on yeah. Well, yeah, that's. The, I don't even understand what's going on in that scene. That, yeah, I, that I, scene was like Catherine Trammell showed up and told... Charlotte Rampling, like, here's all the stuff that happened in Charlotte Rampling's like, I, I believe I'm, you, I'm, the I'm, person I just met. Yeah. Right. And then he shows up and goes like, no, and then he shoves her at some point, and she gets knocked. So you're kind of like the only person that would have maybe been on his side is, like, dead or unconscious or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and Charlotte Rampling is going like, she told, she told me that you had sex with her and did this and that, and I reported you immediately to yeah. the authorities, and maybe you'll get your job back. We just don't know. And then and then at a certain point, he's he's shoved Charlotte Rampling, and she hit her head on a table, and you're like, this is not going well. David Thewlis is outside now. And this really reminds me of that scene at the end of the game. Oh yeah, where, yeah. where he's like on the rooftop and everyone's like trying to get through the door and, and, and things Penn. are building up uh, in intensity and then they finally open the door and he shoots him and that's what happens with Shoeless. He gets shot and goes up to Thulis. Thulis Joe Jackson. Thulis Joe Jackson. Thulis Joe Jackson. Say it ain't so. <laughs> uh, and he goes and yeah, and he's like Thulis is like she tricked you and. <laughs> Cause she, cause she told him all this stuff. That's like she like turned the story into a story about how. Oh, no, here's what actually happened: is that this guy is the one who got that guy killed. That was like that you're so upset about that Will Graham was going to write an article about yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all look. It's it's hard to remember because it's all very boring. It's all very like. And then this is what's going. And you're like, and you're expected. Also, it's the type of movie that expects you to have been able to pay attention to it for two hours. So yeah. you're supposed to remember shit from the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely of the not. movie, and he, and it's impossible because who gives a shit? Right. So you're supposed to remember that like. He, the cop, that he, there was like a guy who died in his care or something. Yeah. Oh, God. It's, but it's so fucking. But once it's at the end of the movie and she's saying, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am actually glad she's doing this rundown because I've forgotten. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Because why would I, because why would I remember? <laughs> but then he gets, a, he shoots David Thewlis and then the cops arrest him. And yeah, Thew, Thewlis goes, whatever she told you, she's lying. Yeah. Killer is the only chance you've got. And then he, then, and then Morrissey goes, ah! <laughs> he's yeah. just like because his his brain has been shattered and 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 then he's like about to shoot Sharon Stone. The cops tackle him and then uh, Sharon Stone's weird, extremely complex and but still not very interesting plan has gone off like clockwork. I yeah. guess because then she he's in like a he's, he's in the loony bin. He's not in the he's in a nut house. He's in the loony bin from Amadeus. And he's like he's the like snake pit. The snake he's, pit. He's like doped up or something. Yeah. And like just like sitting there, and she comes and goes like, "Oh, hey, here's here, so." Man. By the way, you killed her and did this thing. Thanks and for giving me the end. You gave me a better ending to my book, or whatever. Yeah. You did. You actually did, were like you were driven mad by jealousy, and you were covering. You were trying to kill the people that were trying to destroy your career, and you actually did it. 
or did you? The end. And he and he's like doped up or dying or something. And uh, <laughs> yep. and so he's like smiling sometimes when he says this. So you're like, maybe he's agreeing with her. I don't know. The answer is no. He didn't do that because we just watched the movie where we saw him not. But be, maybe not possible. Not be able to have done. Yeah, all I those. couldn't tell if it was supposed to, like you're, like you're saying. I couldn't tell if it was. That he actually did do it, or that she tricked him into believing that he did it. I think she's just because because it because, because it's to, it's a total cheat if they're like he actually did all those things. Well, the third the third and fun, frankly more likely and most annoying option is it's supposed to be a mystery, and I don't care enough, so fuck you. No, she did it. Um, just like she did the ones in Basic Instinct. <laughs> I think it's trying. I think it's trying to end. Yeah, she really is the killer in that. Right. Yeah. I, that's the thing is, I think it's trying to end on this bit of ambiguity that people seem to think Basic Instinct has, yes. but does not have. No. Which is that, like, no, she fucking killed all those people in Basic Instinct. She's the killer. Yeah. She had but the pe- ice pick. But Why people, would she have the ice pick? I know, but people still r- routinely go like, well, maybe she that's did. The, she just didn't because she? she doesn't kill Michael Douglas at the end. Right. That's okay. the reason there's a shot of the ice pick. Yeah. Exactly. Because like, she oh. is totally the killer. Come on. Most people don't just have ice picks by their bed. Well, also yeah. the like in the at the end of Basic Instinct, the movie fades out with them in bed and then comes back to show you the ice pick under the bed, and then it goes like dun 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 dun, dun and it's over, and it's like oh that was a fucking cool ending, yeah. and then this is just like and maybe he did it or didn't, and she's she she's bad. The yeah. end. Who cares? She gives I, him a yeah. copy of her of her book. Yeah, which is like, does which it, he's gonna, is, he, which he's just gonna devour. This, yeah, this guy doesn't look like he's in any position to be reading anything. <laughs> I can't focus my eyes at the same time <laughs> I anymore. I can't imagine. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> All work and no play makes David Morris <laughs> go crazy. Uh, Je suis Napoleon. <laughs> would it be better? Would it be better if it was played by Morrissey instead of David I think David it would Morrissey? be funnier. And he's espousing his political beliefs yeah, the whole all, time. He's all creepy now. Yeah, uh, here's I'm a- racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Just like Clapton, I is. Oh, Clapton, that's a real sad story. Ugh. Yeah, but uh, I never liked much Clapton anyway. Yeah, Clapton I mean, sucks. sure, I'm just saying. Like, no, I just, I just like being. I'm just like that's one of those times where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I was like, going, yeah. ah, Clapton, and like, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's actually, not like the, if my you found out Clapton song is the piano part of uh, of, of Layla. Layla? Yeah. Actually, I don't like the early. I don't like the other part of Layla. Yeah, just yeah, a, I mean, just the piano part. I, I don't consider it a great loss. It's not like if you found out Tom Petty was racist. It didn't or something, surprise you know what I mean, that would. That I mean, would wouldn't that just break your heart? Too much to take. Yeah, it didn't surprise me either when I saw the Clapton shit coming out. I kind of went like. Really? And then went, you yeah, know, okay. you know, sure, yeah, checks know. out. Fine. Yeah. yeah. He's famously an it'd be, asshole. It's it like McCartney yeah. all of a sudden was like that. I'd be like, really? Paul McCartney? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't seem like the type. He's not that kind of asshole. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like Clapton, I'm like, no, I could see that. Yeah. 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 He seems like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but here's a. This is just. This is. We, we got to get down to this classic Sharon Stone's. The stuff that that Catherine Trammell says. This is just this big long one where she's turning on the. She's do, she's going full Trammell on uh, Morrissey. She's like, when you think about fucking me, and I know you do. How do you picture it, Doctor? Do you want it straight up? You on top, me on top, from behind, on your knees, my face in the pillow. Do you want to beat me up just a little? Do you want to come in my mouth? What if I told you that I masturbate thinking about you, huh? I guess we're out of time huh? for today. <laughs> and then she goes, I'm terminating therapy. Send me the bill. And he's like, oh, my. My, my word. Oh, dear me. What's the line from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place where he's talking about sex? And he's like, it says something like both both ways, missionary and on top. And on top, yes. <laughs> I was uh, so hoping that she- we did it all three ways. Missionary, on top, 
No, doggy, missionary, and on, on top. top. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Running the gamut. I didn't know there was a third. <laughs> this is a really this is a really funny line. I don't know how funny this is supposed to be, but it's just like it makes you kind of visualize the whole thing. And this is where Morrissey's going is talking to the to Thulis Joe Jackson, and he's going like, uh, "You killed you killed this guy because she told me you killed him, or, or or like whatever." And he goes, oh, "I killed him. That's what she'll say. He had something on me, so I killed him, and then I jerked him off after he was dead, just so there'd be cum everywhere to make it look like it was her." Jerked him off after he was dead. Wow. Yeah. That's a line. <laughs> and, the, and the exact line that he says, if you've got five minutes when you're not dizzy with the smell of a pussy, ask yourself, do you trust her? That's a good question. And you don't want to be asking that question when you're when you're pussy dizzy. Dizzy with the smell of... <laughs> 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 He's got the spirals in his eyes. There's birds flying around his head. Yeah. Dizzy with the smell of her pussy. <laughs> All right. Ratings. Two Juds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of that's for Stone. Yes. Uh, Douglas, see, here's the problem. <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of fucking in this movie. A lot of nudity. A lot of talk of coming in mouths and, mm-hmm. and sitting on dicks and... The suckings of cocks, but you know there the are zero Douglases in this movie. What? Michael Douglas Michael does Douglas not appear. Does not appear in this movie. <laughs> not once. Not even a cameo. So I'm giving it zero Douglases. <laughs> no, Matt. Okay. Jeez. Couldn't there be at least like a scene? Abstain- like, so he's abstaining. No. If if I was gonna <laughs> if I was gonna give it an uh, Douglases, I would give it uh, like four. Yeah. Yeah, it's four. But yeah, no, that, but that's pretty good. Couldn't yeah. there at least be a scene like in Jurassic Park three where they where he calls Laura Dern? You know, like maybe like Catherine Tramell calls Michael Douglas and he's like, "Hi, hi, I think, honey." I think there should be a that scene would give like up in the Jurassic game of whether he's alive or dead. I think though. there should be a scene like in Jurassic Park three where uh, <laughs> where he has a dream that there's a dinosaur on the airplane with him. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't disagree. That would be think, quite something. I think there should be more scenes like some of the scenes in this in Jurassic Park three, yeah. where there's just like. Guys getting fucked with belts wrapped around their necks. Like Sam Neill's fucking, guys, fucking Laura you know? Dern while looking at the picture of a dinosaur on a book jacket. It's Richard Attenborough. No, a dinosaur's fucking Sam, Sam Neill while looking at a picture of Laura Dern on a book jacket. <laughs> Any combination of this really, frankly, works great. The dinosaur's like, did you think about coming in my mouth, Dr. Grant? Did <laughs> <laughs> you about fucking me? What are the three ways you can fuck a dinosaur? <laughs> on top. Behind and very carefully, I, I jerked, I jerked him, I jerked him off after I sprayed my goo in his eyes and blinded him to make oh, it look like there was all kinds of different goo. I used my dew claw to cut him open <laughs> after, after I fucked his brains out. Try to show a little respect. I was eating his, I was eating her pussy while she was still alive. You are alive Good when the Lord. dinosaurs start to eat your pussy. <laughs> We've spent no expense. The, the dinosaur fucking Jurassic fuck park. The dinosaur. The dinosaur visits uh, Dr. Grant in the nut house at the end of the movie to drop off its book. I brought you a copy of my new book, Dinosaur Grant. Fuck Island. <laughs> Thanks for giving me Jurassic, a better ending. Jurassic pork. Jurassic pork. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, we we do we have fun here. We yeah. do good work. That was outstanding. <laughs> Did you finish? I uh, no. no. That's what she said. No. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give it, and I'm gonna give it uh, ten out of ten. 
Uh, I'm going to give a 10 out of 10 Big Ben lighters. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, one and a half. Judds, this is a tough sit. It sounds way funnier than it is. This dialogue is very funny, but again, it's couched in the like, extremely visually drab. And I think Sharon Stone is is the is trying to have fun in this movie, but I, I don't think she's particularly good. She's the best thing about it, don't get me wrong. For sure, yeah. Uh, and, and Thulis is also just, the Thulis works. <laughs> he's, he, he's does his, he does his thing. Thulis Joe Jackson. He's good for this material. Like he's, yeah. a, he's a perfect actor for this, where you're like, he he's going to know how to say these lines. Oh, Governor! Like, he, has, you go, like yeah. he shows up, and I'm kind of like, okay, okay, yeah. this is looking up, and then the rest of the movie is like... He's, he's, fa- he's failed by the shitty dialogue, because he yeah. could deliver it, and he's like trying to Thulis do the... This is a great actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's trying to do the George Zinza thing from the first one, where yes, he's like, you exactly. know, the, the, sl- the slime ball partner, but yeah. it's not working. Yeah. It's I've said it before, and I'll say it again, Thulis is no Zunza. <laughs> I'm sick of saying it. Uh, I don't think that Thulis could play the nice guy, wheel, the nice wheelchair guy in uh, No Way Out that Zunza does, though. That's true. Thulis, it would be you'd be like, this guy's a bad oh, guy. It's so sad that he dies in that. What a uh, picture! It's 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 shitty cops, what horrible narcissists, or werewolf wizards. That's all he can play. He's like, great he's as a limited werewolf range. Wizard. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it uh, four. It is it is four Douglases. Yeah. Doesn't have the courage of its conviction, but it's all there. You gotta get you know it does its work. Um, it's I mean it's like it's like and then they're fucking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, you can we see that, that's probably in the script, and then they're fucking. Basic <laughs> Instinct is in the title, so there, there's the fucking sex scene. Every we time they it. recycled that Jerry Goldsmith score, I got sad. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. I also forgot to point out that they do that. The Basic Instinct is a titular line in this. Yes, that's which true. Is certainly not in the first one because that wasn't even the original title. Uh, but in this one, she's talking about like what she writes about, and she says the lurid, the sexual, the powerful, and she looks at the camera and winks. <laughs> the Basic Instincts. <laughs> Roll credits. Then it rolls credits 20 minutes into the movie. Uh, and I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10. Dicky Peps. Dicky Pep. <laughs> Great name. Head to the doctor and get a Dicky Pep. Uh, Got to get my annual Dicky Pep. My Dicky Pep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also going to give it one and a half. I think it's... It's like more fun talking about it and thinking back on it than it was to actually watch. Absolutely. And it's... it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't like. It, it, you just feel like it's not like it's like. Come on, this could be better. This could be something. This mm-hmm. could be. This could be much worse and be much better. Uh, but it like kind of toes that line of like, well, like a lot of shit on that we talk about in here, where it's like, well, we're, but we're actually making a real movie, and you're like, you're Don't. making Basic Instinct two 15 years after the original yes. came out. You are not making a real movie. No. You somehow got Sharon Stone, and she's game. And you're fucking it up. Yep. You're fucking it up so bad. So I can only go one and a half, even mm-hmm. though it is fun to watch a lot of that stuff. Uh, four Douglases. And it's naughty. And uh, Body. Boy, I don't know. Uh, Gets a little blue. What even happens in this? Ten out of ten. Uh, ten out of ten car fingerings. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I had something, but sex I, fr- cauldrons. I, had, I had something, sex but I forgot. Cauldron. I had sex cauldrons. <laughs> they close that place down. <laughs> Talking about the bordello. All right. Well, we made it through. Uh, it's not not the best collection of movies we'd ever, co- no, we'd but ever covered. No, but I found say, all these enjoyable. This to is discuss. this is totally it was right up in the wheelhouse. Yeah, this like way in the wheelhouse. because yeah. sometimes we get a, a little. It goes you know astray here and there. Um, yeah. And this one was like these are all three are like. Fucking! I mean, none of uh, two of them weren't made in the '90s, but they're all like, "Here's some '90s thrillers for yeah. you." Basic Instinct Two is essentially. I imagine there was a Basic Instinct Two script shortly after Basic oh, Instinct yeah. came out. 
you know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we did it. Uh, what are we doing next? Well, we don't have a title for this one yet, but we're going to do three movies where, uh, where a dude gets in way over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to do After Dark, My Sweet, White Sands, and finally, <laughs> finally, finally, U-Turn. U-Turn. Oh, my God. I'm so excited oh about my U-Turn. God. We're going to talk about Stone some more. Ugh. You know? That'll be fine. I haven't watched U-Turn uh, in years. I am maybe since I, maybe I don't. Since I saw it in the theater. I, I only really, saw it, I only saw it I, in the theater. I hated it so much. I don't know what it. its reputation yeah. is now, but I have always really loved. That I don't U-turn. know that. I don't think it has a reputation. I, yeah, now. I don't. I think. I think it may be forgotten at mm. this point. Like I don't. Yeah. Th- I don't know that this is one that people have like gone back to reexamine. So we may start the train. Oh that. man, I'm excited. I hope you guys enjoy <laughs> it because I always found it to be hilarious and, and stupid. And I fun. will. I, I guarantee I will enjoy it more than I did when I saw it then mm. because I was like really in, on Oliver stone train and i was like wanting something that was you know i like i think it was after nixon that mm-hmm. he that this came out yep. that u-turn came out and it was like and i was you know he, we've talked we've i've listened to our patreon we've talked a lot about oliver stone uh i was a huge fan of all those so this one just i don't know it just was like ugh, this is so annoying from the writer of 12 years a slave some early joaquin phoenix <laughs> and nonsense. three kings Oh yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. Follow us on It'll Patreon. We got both of our uh, Four Hovens episodes up there. Yep. Uh, where we fondly talk about uh, the rise and fall of Paul Verhoeven's American career. Great mm-hmm. episodes. We are currently working on uh, getting. We're we're very close to having what our next. We we know our next target is 120 25 Patreons, and we know we're very close to having what that. We don't know yet. We're not. So we won't. Yeah. No. But we'll let you know when we know. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on in, uh, Letterboxd. Yeah, all the things. And uh, follow just, us. Just follow us around. Follow town us. Or if stalk you. us. Yeah, I'm very lonely. <laughs> we love you. It's Thanks for listening. Okay, until next time. The suspense is killing us. Bye. Bye. Bye.